<laughs> like, I ain't got no neck. <laughs> Damn. Bernie fully couldn't do those jokes today. No. He would do them, though. Oh, for sure. And they would just be, like, buried. Underground, <laughs> underground. <laughs> but it would play It would play to his favor, wouldn't it? Like, he would... Hmm. Because people don't care for real, right? They, people don't really be offended, do they? For stand-up, yeah. But I think you could definitely... You could definitely get off doing, like, whatever you want to do in your own sector. Like, you could probably have a whole pod and all kind of shit. <laughs> and, just like, talk, and just talk to your yeah, people? Yeah, like, just talk to your people? Yeah. has to do with the call and response though because it, it's right it's immediate so you get an immediate reaction when you get to do like stand up or whatever like if you're doing a special then yeah you might get you might get that separation mm. but like doing stand up you would literally get people that are um, what are they like uh, offended offended in the, right there in the crowd but you gotta talk to them people though like you might as well just like address the fact that they offended at this point <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that's the point in like what did Poe ask us about Baby Boy? It fucked my whole world up. What did, what did he say? Like, I can't, I'll never watch Baby Boy again. That's that's ruined. Uh, what was her name? What the other one was like the responsible Oh, one? yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Twitter um, Twitter going around was the the chick that was trying to steal Jody from Yvette was like she had her own apartment, no kids, no nigga in jail that was about to come kill her. Like, she was trying to was, save that king. Knock, wasn't knocking no little man's sports over. <laughs> she was trying to save that king, and Jody just didn't, he didn't see it. Yvette was really the toxic one. She had too much shit going on. And you're like, damn, I see that. <laughs> she, did, she did, I hate you, I hate you until she loved you. <laughs> That's a mind fucking the song, man. Jody, you know, Jody was screwed up in the head after that, man. Trauma. Who knows? I doubt that was the first time she did that. Hell no, it wasn't the first. All right, y'all stop. We're not starting to shit. <laughs> this is going to. Now you know what? Hub to your question though, I think um, I've always been sort of confused by the amount of responsibility we're willing to hold rappers and comedians to. And the president can fully be out here, and then I'm grabbing pussies for real. It's a, it's a it's a weird sort of thing, and the, and collective the collective conscience is like, you should be more responsible in your rap songs, but not in your political speech. Like, bro, that's nuts. So, I think, but that comes down to like people have always held celebrities on a pedestal, so like they created that separation, so therefore they feel like it's just a little different now, though. Cause like you have so much access, mm. so like people are literally they can at you, and feel like they're talking directly to you, and people respond because folks can say something wild to them through uh, a phone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like that's that's kind of weird. Is that you? You lost your own separation from people mm. when you started to engage. Being and you could literally just disregard whatever somebody said and let that sh- let the next thing happen. Like Joe was talking about, like Joe Bell was talking about with the whole like nigga, I just was quiet and then I knew I know how the internet works, so <laughs> nigga, eventually it's no gonna point switch to overreact. Over, it's yeah. gonna switch over to another person and yeah. then nigga, I can go on about my business. Yeah. 
But it's how how do you how do you manage it from not reacting to the highs and the lows, right? Because the praise comes and you're like, oh shit, I'm lit. It's one thing to be trending to be lit. It's a whole other thing to be trending because it's you ain't shit. It's surviving R. Kelly, nigga. Like that that that's crazy. <laughs> I think that, but that comes down to like whatever your experiences have been to that point. Yeah. Because if you didn't had a hell of a time inside the lows, then there's no way in the world that once you become high, that you celebrate. Yeah. I mean, you're going to celebrate or whatever, but it doesn't... Like, if somebody tries to bring you back down, I mean, you've already experienced that. So, like, it doesn't hit you as hard. You know what I mean? But, like, people that got, like, a random high, you know, something that they don't know what that was that <laughs> that ran up, ran it up. They can't reverse engineer it, like, yeah. figure it out, yeah. Like, once somebody brings that down, they really think that's a personal shot. When, like, man, you don't understand. Like, I'm listening to uh, uh, um, uh, Kevin Hart's uh, audiobook. Mm, which, and, uh... The latest one, um, the one that goes through like his like entire life or whatever. Uh, but uh, basically, what he was just start, was breaking down was just like the early part of his days where like he was he was Kevin Hart, but he wasn't Kevin Hart. Yeah. So like the amount of times that folks were just like, sit down, shut up, stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the amount of times that people put that in down over and over and over. Being a, and being over around again. Patrice and Bill Burr like set him up to be able to handle. But Patrice pri- was whooping his prior ass. To, prior to Patrice and Bill Burr, like it was just like. Comics, local comics, comics in like the the crowds, the local local crowds, you know, like doing very small sets, doing sets for food, doing you know, doing shit for five dollars, twenty dollars, you know, like the amount of work that goes in. Same thing with Chappelle, the amount of stuff that you can you know you encounter. By the time you get up, Chappelle can disregard fifty million dollars because you know, like I was gonna be doing it, nigga. I was doing it for food. I think that's the thing because everybody been like. How's it feel? How's it feel? It's like, fam, I was going to be doing this shit regard Like, whether niggas was tapped in or not, niggas was going to be right here. Hey, bro, y'all ready to pop today? <laughs> it don't matter, man. Cause and that's the thing, too. It's like, does it feel different? It's like, nah, bro, this, this shit don't, that shit don't mean nothing. Because it, once you, once you even start to play into it, every everything you, you were in it for becomes compromised, right? And, the only the only thing that matters is this, like it's community, like it expands, and then it's five of us in here with five different visions and passions, and we but we all can plug in to each other's system and be like, bro, what you need? What you what time? What time you hit me on? Uh, what day was that? Wednesday, Monday? What day we shoot the reef shit? Uh, shit. Thursday. Thursday. What time did you hit me though? Eight. 30 in the morning. <laughs> like, like, hey, bro, <laughs> emergency. <laughs> yeah. Bet, nigga. Like it's. To be to to have that luxury to one, have you feel comfortable enough to hit me, and then me be able to, like this is what I do. So anything that's not pertaining to creativity, like can get nixed. Like I was going to a dinner, like I didn't want to go. Like got to work today, and it's the perfect <laughs> out every time, you know. Um, and it's like, what else? What else? What the fuck else would be? What would we be doing if it wasn't like creating all the time? That Monday was that Monday we got together. Sheesh! So last week started out nuts. By the way, let's hold on. Let's before we get we got guests and shit. Let's hold on. It's Meet the Brave podcast. Today's episode is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta. Where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does wings like NWP. Order online right now for takeout delivery, or you can pull up because they're operating at 50% capacity. I talked to Morg this week, um, and he told me I got a few days to get my shit together because the the, uh, 
the Apple challenge, watch challenges is coming, and every day I get an alert. This nigga's in the gym. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> terrified. Shout out Morg. Shout out Northwest Pizza. Make sure y'all tap in and tell them Meet the Break podcast sent you. Today's episode is powered by the Reef Studios, black-owned studio in the heart of downtown Oakland, where we specialize in multi-tracking, audiobook, podcast recording, you name it, it can be done. And Lex Bub is also <laughs> helping create another show live from the Reef. Do you stop, bro? What's wrong with you? What the fuck you got going on? Nah. No? It ain't nah. stopping. Nice. Shout out OG Jaren for putting that together. Uh, Justin and his whole squad, they just finished the record. They came in here and did one. Passwords has, one's in a, has one in the books. Uh, Jane Hancock has one in the books. Uh, look out for Live from the Reef coming very, very soon. But for your studio needs, hit the Instagram page DM for all inquiries, and we can figure out how to make it work. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Uplifters, black-owned domino company. But more than that, just tapped in with the culture and bringing people together and producing amazing, amazing content. Our brother Alexius Franklin is executive producer on the winning uh, Formula show. And we'll actually get into that today. Uh, I had the honor of being the first guest on there, and the, the guests have been amazing. We got another guest on the show today, too, that was on there. Shout out, Hub. Um, oh, time out. Uh-oh. Is all three executive producers in the building? Oh, oh. Shit. is it time to flex real quick? <laughs> Winning formula in the building, bro. That that's crazy to have y'all here. And every week we read, a, we talk about it at the beginning. And the fact that's tight. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, shout out to Uplifters Winning Formula. Make sure you tap in. And last but not least, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Let's Bubble Production. Our brother Alexius Franklin. All things visual and storytelling, you name it, can be done. And he's got a whole bunch of dope shit coming up that we still can't talk about and it's weird but any of your video needs and if you want to make a shit look as fly as uplifters looks as fly as fly as meet the brave looks uh things grand national looks you tap in with let's bubble productions and can make it happen with that being said let's start the show it's the meet the brave podcast i'm money draper i am lg lex b-u-b and we got two special guests in here two two family members man uh hub johnnell Family, what's going on with y'all? Uh, executive producers of the Winning Formula Show. Um, my brothers, thanks for being here today. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. I'm a, y'all keep talking. I'm going to turn y'all mics up real quick. I just, I just piggybacked off a hub. I was just trying to come say what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is dope just to be in the building with y'all again. Yeah, man. No, um, I feel official. Like, I, like, to have that executive producer, I, I, still today, I don't really know what that means. I just, <laughs> come help us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got a comma behind my name now with executive producer. But no, nah, man, uh, I just, I wanted to come here today, man. I was telling Janelle earlier, uh, kind of see some of the stuff that Lex does, but just be in the room, man, and just feel like the aura and how y'all bounce stuff off each other. And I don't know, man. Lately, I've just been listening to to content, uh, to, it's to a, just it's a rabbit hole, right? Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> to, to to just really decipher like and, and dig in deep to what like try to figure out what's going on in their mind while they uh, while they're talking. So I just wanted to be here to figure out you, how you guys operate and uh, yeah, man, just be a part, be a fly on the wall with a mic in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. You say that. I, um, same. Same, just content, just content, content, and then traveling a lot these last few weeks. And then being something about being in a hotel room alone for a hell of days is like really rewarding because you get to tap in with shit just like passively, right? And so uh I thought I was gonna like it, but I didn't know that I was gonna love I am the I am athlete show as much as I do now. Yeah. Um 
They've carved out a really, really unique space. Uh, B. Marsh is a superhero. Well, I know he had his moment of getting roasted, but I, I really love what he's attempting to do, um, the feat that he's attempting in the, in the, in the, the worlds he's trying to force to intersect. Because they already do, mm -hmm. um, but the, it takes such a specific person to speak about it. Um, people who have achieved those levels of success, I think L does a really good job at that, of just intersecting the thought of the person who's obviously the athlete but has so much more to offer and is cultured in a way that's just so unique to them because of where their, you know, where their passion took them, the heights that it took them to, the depths that it took them to, the the, the sort of introspectiveness you have to have, especially if you hit a low, you can call it that, if you hit a low or a discovery point the way that uh, both B. Marshall and L. hit, uh, B., uh, they had the, um, what's bro that, that wrote Moonlight? That wrote Moonlight. Um, I bear, not Barry Jenkins, but the other brother that actually wrote it. What's, I don't know why I can't think of his name. But they had him on there. Um, uh, bro, our homie from This Is Us. Sterling K. Knight. Sterling, yeah, Sterling, uh, Sterling. K. Brown. Sterling Brown. Yeah. And then all of, the, all of the actors from their new show, the, sec the second season of their new show on the OWN Network. Um, and I can't think of that either. But. They were having a conversation about occupying that particular space and going, it's only a few of us. You go, Terrell McCartney. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, Terrell. Bruh, they're having a conversation about meeting each other at, it, it was either Cannes or some, like some film festival and going, holy shit, like it's literally just a few of us. Like, <laughs> we got to be partners for real. And then just exchanged information and stayed in touch and continued to exchange ideas, but the safe space. And um, we're talking. I can't forget. I can't remember what production we were on just recently, and it just it went so smooth. The product production went smooth, and then our deliver. We turned our our uh, our deliverables in like the very next day, and they're like, "Wait, how'd y'all do that?" It's like it's all black crew. <laughs> like <laughs> we know what the cool is. Like, hey, bro, go film that, please. Let's go do that. And these companies want to replicate it, but. They don't know how to quantify those variables, you know. And so to see, uh, so to your the executive producer credit, nigga, they've been operating under that autonomy for years. <laughs> Do it. You don't have to know what it means because they don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that shit could mean anything, bro. Right, it could right. literally mean anything. Run it up and leverage that credit on on something much bigger. And then when Lex is able to leverage it, he can call the four of us and pull up and give us those same titles, and we can just do whatever whatever it is it takes to complete the mission. Um, finding so much comfort in that. Uh, agency to agency, watching the white boys just bust down the money and do the same thing, but go, yeah, I'm know what it means like none of them none of them do but they're ultimately trying to be able to replicate what it is we just naturally do mm -hmm. and it just we spoke about it this uh on my john and i met on monday um because we were doing that during during a pandemic just getting together busting down talking about ideas working through things and just just being one another soundboard and it's just so easy because culturally he's so tapped in and and as a, and as a as a true friend knows where my interests are and what the like the end goal for the vision is like, bro, you should probably be thinking about this. You should be looking at this. What about this? Have you talked to this person? And then literally just sitting there, how many different people did we talk to that morning, bro? <laughs> it was it started, crazy. yeah, it was five at least six. It just just came up and was like, yo, 
and and it, and it was on the tail end of, of, June, of the Juneteenth shit. Juneteenth was nuts. Uh, uh, the at the at the lake and then back at a uh, black girl greenhouse just the amount of love that was circulating even in the midst of tragedy like it was a lot of fly shit that took place and just putting a lot of the people who need to be in the same room in the same room to make things go mm-hmm. um so much to unpack bro i don't i i we a lot to talk about we missed last week i got I don't know about y'all, nigga. I got pressed in the streets this week. I don't want to feel like that no more. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry uh, to my co-host. Wasn't too. giving you a follow day out. No. <laughs> hey, shut up. Stop playing with me. Bro. So, so L, L disrespectful. He goes, oh, we so we texted we like, yo, uh, take y'all cool. We take to. Well, I'm texting like, yo, y'all cool. We take tomorrow off. They like, yeah, it's good, man. And. And then, Le- and then Father's Day is the next day. So, hey, happy Father's Day, Lex. Monty, you got some surprise news for us? Hey, fam, look here. <laughs> no. No, hell to the no. Hey, my man was out of bit about making, you know, giving us a break, man. I thought, I thought he had to mold some things over. You know, some things in play. You know, damn, I didn't, some things around. I didn't even think about that. It's like, damn, yeah, we might be over there. And then... I know, Monty calculated and all. So, you know, I don't know if you got a super rollout or what do you have going on? Bro, we had... OVO Monty. We had the... Uh, <laughs> We had our goddaughters. Never know what money got up his sleeve. We had our goddaughters. We had our goddaughters on uh, Sunday, and uh, the baby Bean decided to wake up at four thirty, and just was like, "Yeah, I'm only going to sleep if you holding me, bro." Like, so what are we doing? And then the and then the Kendall and Kayla woke up at seven, and then Team finally woke up, and she was like, "Hmm, look who finally decided to wake up." Like, bro, why do kids talk to you like that? Who y'all think y'all are? What? It's seven in the, in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I'm de- I, don't, I don't know how y'all do it. Mm-mm. That's, that's, yep, yep. Yeah, straight shoot it. Look who finally Especially, Especially little girls. Like, little girls will straight shoot the fuck out of you. Went to, uh, yeah, that was that was a beautiful. Shout out, shout out, Dill, Neek. Uh, get, we got to spend a lot of time with the girls this past weekend. Um, yeah, man. Uh, hit Denver. L.A. played to play Kev's record for a lot of different rooms. That was pretty wild. Uh, everybody's taking the Travis, Mike Dean, Steez, and putting fucking arena PAs in the smallest rooms that they don't belong in. I think I think I was bleeding from my chest uh, a few times. I'm like I know my eardrums were bleeding, but I internally I think I was dying, bro. Like I was suffocating at one point. The music was so loud, and I love loud music. Never again do I want to be in a eight by eight room with PA speakers, though. I, and a sub, by the way, the sub was there too. But if you can stomach it and not die, it's a hell of an experience, and your mixes get exposed in the best of ways, and you figure out what to tweak and shit. Glad to report that Kev's record sounds good on fucking PA system in an eight by eight prison cell. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It was fucking awesome, man. Shout out shout out to everybody down there. Uh Fran Two Fly. Um Fortunate Man. Bruh, have y'all ever met some well, I feel like you guys have, but this he was a kid, maybe nineteen. All the hope in the world in his eyes still. Like but it, like it remind me of Triple X. Like his music this was mm. is very melodic, uh emotional. But clear, um, and just energy, and he's just so like 
just mad person will look in your eye and just hold a conversation. You like, oh, I want you. I'm you're my favorite artist now. Like, shout out to Fortunate, bro. I I text you that immediately the next day. It was like this nigga. He's he just got it. He's just a star already. And but he has that kind of like. Just happy to be here, guys. And it's like, nah, fam. If anybody gets to act like the weirdo artist, it's you. <laughs> I told yeah. Raj that too. Right after watching Raj at uh, Black Girl Greenhouse, it's like, hey man, you know you could damn near do the Michael Jackson like elusive thing now, right? And he's like, nah. I'm like, but you could. And everybody would make excuses for you. You'd be like, it's Raj. And he's, he's talented, but he's. It's something about cats from the Bay that just it just going it's going they're gonna always stay tapped in and kind of keep them humble. Um, and it informed their music so much too. Rod, Roger's new shit that like uh, at Lockheed Martin shit. Him and Sal dropped this week was like. Whew. I called Sal just to yeah. say, like, "Hey nigga, you did your thing. Yeah. Did your thing, man." I man. see you out here, nigga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rod, he went live for the premiere and um, on YouTube, and I and I knew I, I knew he he he'd already posted about moms, but to hear him speak candidly and like so personally with the with his fans and open up about his mom and like everything he went through it's like it's one of the strongest people I, I know and getting them getting to witness his strength through that was was really really um um just life altering um and it, it got me it got me to thinking about the concept of love um especially in in like not the dynamics we normally think about love in right where it's like your lady or your, your significant other but Loving a family member or or a friend or someone you really really truly love through anything, um, and the amount of work self work that's required in that space. Uh, I spoke I've spoken about my pops a lot uh, on the show, so it's it's no secret his his bout with his personal stuff. Um, but I, I also happen to spend a lot of time around some 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 really exceptional people that have lost their their parents in the last few months. Um, and they've all had the, the spectrum of how they handle it is all is all so so unique and specific to their circumstances. But I it it really was an eye opener to be so close to a, to a Raj. Uh, shout out Dame Drummer. Um uh losing losing Papa Ted over over uh over Christmas like fucking Christmas Eve and going damn you really can be in control of how you interact with them and how you choose to spend your days and and it, it really it really had me land at the like yo I, and, and it, it, it feels dismissive to call it immaturity but it is a level of immaturity when you just kind of worry about yourself in that moment and not go, damn, that person is really, really going through something. And because of seeing this movie play and seeing how the demons torment folks and it's like, damn, I wish I wish my last encounters with them were different or not wrapped in um, heartbreak, anger, and feelings and all that shit. And it's like, God damn, bro, like... Then, but then you go. Why is so much required of me in this in this in this moment of like grief or processing? It's like eh, it's just how life works sometimes. So you know, uh, I I was I wrote about that on the way back from. Oh no! Oh no! So yeah, from Denver straight to LA. From LA on the way back from LA here, it was, I just kept thinking about it because my my dad called literally called me on the hour every hour, 
And then eventually I was like, bro, what what do you want? <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, oh, no, this is tight. This is him, like, reaching. This is his olive branch and just, like, tapped in. It was like, oh, okay. But it was, like, one of those, like, like real-time game moments where everything slows down. And you're like, oh, nigga, I see it for real. And I, I, don't, I can honestly say I didn't see it before because he literally every – and he was asking the same question, too. So it's like, bro, what do you want? And then I was like, oh, okay. Good looking out, guy. You, you're looking out for the kid. Like, get it right. Like don't, don't be immature. And oh, maybe maybe that's maybe those aren't the right words, but it's kind of in honor of watching some of my closest partners grieve their parents and hand and handle it with fucking grace too. Just Raj, like he kind of shut everything down to be there, be around with moms, and like nothing was going to supersede that time. Uh, it, it just. It taught. Me, I learned a lot in the in the process. So salute to them, man. And mm-hmm. and uh, the Drum album, like just just the how fear how fearless the music is, you know. And Shelly, Shelly, yeah. Shout out, my bad, Drum. I know it's just Shelly now. Formerly no. Formerly no. Uh, but it's a lot of it's a lot of artists doing that. But it's a lot of black artists taking on that responsibility to talk about grief. Um, and processing, and I was back. I'm, I'm no, I'm jumping. But the I am athlete podcast. That's what they were talking about with Ter- uh, with Terrell and Sterling and that crew. Um, the networks were telling them that black men don't watch TV, so they don't put those shows on there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, the only time black men can relate to anything on TV is when Sports Center is on or football is on, so they do watch TV. There just isn't enough representation. Mm-hmm. So they're not watching TV. And Brandon Marshall's like, yeah, because our YouTube algorithm is nuts. And black men definitely watch show, watch things where they feel represented at. And the the through line of the new show that they're work that's on own, um, is Could you imagine black men trying to watch Big Bang Theory? <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's what they're that's what they're asking us to do. It's like Go go go! Some identify of, like, with something in that room. Friends, like some of those whitewash shows. Come on, just, man! Like, like, the comedy doesn't connect you know? at all. Not at all. It's going over heads, and also it's not funny. You know what I mean? Like it's not that type of humor. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the through line of their new show is, I've mastered the art of surviving, but never learned how to live for black men, and. No one, ever, no one's ever addressed that, nigga. I'm, nigga, I'm King Finesse. I know how to survive, but <laughs> living is a whole nother feat. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I heard them say that I was like, "Holy shit! Is this, is this just survival? Is this hustle that we've sort of normalized? Is that just the art of surviving?" And yeah, it's not living. Well, it's messed up because. Once, you, if you have the luxury of getting past survival, mm. then you automatically get inserted with survivor's guilt. Mm. <laughs> like it automatically kicks in. So there's like, a stage before you can even get the living. You got to, right. oh, okay. Because yeah, you. You, you can't take everyone with you. Mm. And that's mm. probably the hardest thing for people that have lived in, survi- in, in survival for so long. The hardest thing to get over once you get out of survival is like trying to figure out how do I con- continue to elevate and take as many with me mm-hmm. 
without ending up right back where I started off at. You know what I mean? And that that amount of time in between, like, it, you, you wrestle with yourself so much, you know? That takes a lot of time, you know? So that's why there isn't, like, much, in the, at least in our community, a lot of the, um, like, generational wealth because you have to get past that first level. And then once you get past that first level, you get hit with so much to learn about. Like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I got to learn. I got to make. And then I also got to uh, teach and, and bring and pull along as well. Mm-hmm. All at once. And it's like, nigga, I only got maybe 75, 80, 85, 90 years mm-hmm. of my time to do that. So I have to get to the teaching at some point. But... I have to do that with the immediate and then hope, you know, because some people are setting their way, so how the fuck am I going to expand that out? Yeah. You know, and it's a tussle, you know? So, like, it's, uh, that's why that's why we're so big on, like, the community thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the stage to try to get past is that survival stage. Yeah. The... Then it got me, it got me to thinking about is a this is the it's been the most insane run for music in a really long time and as a as a just a sheer fan for sure i just oh, man, I, wake, gonna be deadly. I wake up every day and just just go take me on one title like just <laughs> just go for it and then and then that uh apple's billing is hella funny so they'll either bill you like right away or on friday <laughs> and you're like wait a minute i spent that much on music and along with having all the streaming services, it's it's hilarious. I, but I I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Money, that's okay. Vice to have, man. It, I, I'm uh, it I'm gonna keep bringing it up it until y'all it 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 justify it. <laughs> until somebody justify it, go. It's okay. It's like, bro, that's crazy. That, uh, that addiction, I wouldn't be too mad. At, man. <laughs> that's right in line with what you do and all that. So that that's fine. You know? The uh, but t- Tyler, um, call me if you get lost. The living, the living part of it. Yeah. Um, I don't. So, as a fan, I get really excited for for a Tyler release, and then, and then as a as an artist, like once I listen to the album and go, yeah, this album of the year, no no question. And I and you, I can do that on first listen for him for so many reasons, just because he represents so much. But then on the other side of it, by like right around like listen four. I get really sad, um, and it and it only happens for Tyler, Ken, and Kendrick. Uh, anybody else? Huh? It's them two mainly because I've been to their show, their biggest shows, and it ain't no black people there. Mm-hmm. And it's, but they're rapping about living. Mm-hmm. The shows, the shows we're at. Them niggas are mastering survival and talking about the finesse and the flex, and it's relatable. So few of us have gotten to live. Mm-hmm. It's easier to go, Tyler might be gay, <laughs> and I'm not going. Like, it's so much yeah. easier to just do that. It's easier to go, oh, Frank Ocean gay, I ain't going to that. It's like, wait, bro, what? Yeah. They are literally making the, they're the embodiment of liberation. Yeah. And they're, yeah. So so few of their demo is is us. Like I know I know us in this room. We tap we're tapped in and listened to it. But um, the to Pimper Butterfly shows at the Fox. 
I was looking around. I was like, wait, what is what is going on in here? Yeah. Um, not Cherry Bomb, but for Igor. Igor, yep. At the uh, Civic Center. What is what the what is going on? Yeah. And you listening to you listening to the, like uh, this new one, the Master Joint. Like the who who else is that? Who else is this for? Yeah. You know. Um, they'll, they'll say that you know. Why do you go to them for? Like where are they at during certain times? Yeah. You know, yeah. they they do this their entire career. That's yeah. what he's yeah he's complete. They're both completely free, like. And each project is the stage of the life that they're in. When yeah. I think about like where Kendrick has been, yeah. from Good Kid, Mad City, to Pimp a Butterfly, Damn. coming out of the cocoon, and then Philly feeling liberated to make Damn and all the projects. And then you think about Tyler, like, what if he's just fluid as a human being, which makes his music so fluid? And so, fuck the sexual orientation. This dude is just living completely into exactly. who he is. And exactly. that's what you're getting as outputs of music. Exactly. Yeah, and even if he isn't, like, fluid, like, sexually, but yeah. if, he, if he was actually just a fluid thinker yeah. and just allowing himself to be yeah. without any, like, anything holding him back, which is beautiful, you yeah. know what I'm saying, then that helps out, especially yeah. at creativity, but as a human being as well. Yeah. So I just like the idea of leaving L.A. and going elsewhere, yeah. you know? That's a dope thing in itself, and that's something that, unfortunately, most of the people that have, like, uh, the opinions about things and, you know, shit on things and stuff like that haven't had the luxury to do and aren't even thinking about doing. You know, they're happy with what they've accomplished in their immediate situation, so which makes them very confident in what they say. You know what I mean? So they, they ain't got to hear about what other people feel or think about because they're set in their Shit, the small amount of scope that they have. The uh, Juneteenth was was just one of those days I'll, I'll never forget for so many reasons. Um, but the spectrum of emotions. Um, young man uh, Deshaun, whose life was taken at the lake, uh, immediately. Black folks, white folks, you name it, all all across the spectrum, was like. What happened? Where is he from? Was he in a gang? Excuse me? How does any of that matter? Like, g genuinely, please answer that for me, how any of that matters. Yeah. It don't? Cool. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I, I was... Hey, that didn't happen on our side of the lake. Yeah. Nigga, it happened. Somebody got murdered, and yeah. and there was no cooperation to like help see that through. But we'll get into that. Brooke, shout out my brother Brookfield Deuce. He made the most beautiful point. He's like, chances are, Deshaun's never left the bay, and chances are the person that killed him has never left the bay. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn. Because I know hella people that have never left the Bay, and it never dawned on me, like, to Elle's point, just getting to travel and see some other shit. It's like, bro, the, 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 just the opportunity 
Fuck, even if it's just L.A., even if it's just Seattle, let alone getting out of the country, the amount of perspective that offers someone who thinks that life doesn't exist outside of this bubble is so hard to stomach. And that we can that we just normalize it and go, yeah, man, I ain't never left the, the I ain't never been nowhere before. It's like, oh, you definitely don't value your own life, let alone somebody else's. So you have no problem killing somebody in a sea of twenty thousand people. You have no problem. Yeah, I mean there's a bunch of people that haven't been outside their comfort zone. That's uh, that's scary in itself yeah. because like if you ain't been outside your comfort zone, then it's hard to like commingle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very tough like in those type of situations because you know you try to, you get into you get into these arguments and they escalate due to sheer openness to a new idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it makes it look very difficult to get into them in the first place because. You know, we're we're over here dealing with two different um, mental capacities that aren't matching. Yeah. You know, and it's it, that's that's unfortunate to me. Mm. That is, it's very unfortunate to me that that was the the outcome. From I don't I don't know the full scope of things. I don't know the full scope of what took place. Um, but for it to escalate to that level in the midst of the supposed day that it's on and the supposed crowd that it's around and what the message is supposed to be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Amongst all of that in the atmosphere, for that to be the for that to be the outcome yeah. is uh, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate, you know. Yeah, I Y'all watch the House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You saw another season? I lived it. And think, think, take, G, take, take House of Cards and take the most diabolical episode where Frank is finessing everybody. Yes. Times it by 10, and you might get close to the shit that we experienced this past week. Juneteenth happens. Every, everybody is, is feeling away. On either side of the spectrum, they either had a blast or they were immersed enough to go, but somebody died. Or they had business on the line and got to go, oh, shit, we got to say something. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, I, and you know what? I, this, this isn't, because it's, it's not about smoke. It's just about, it's just about conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody got it wrong. Everybody got it wrong. But I'm not a fucking politician. I don't want to, I don't, what, what am I going to say? It's like, nah, y'all got to say something. I'm like, wait, what? We got to say something. That was, like, that was inside the crew or that was outside? Inside the crew. Oh, okay. And it's like, well, it ain't going to look like everybody else's because that was, I was, I, I, God, God bless his soul and big love to the family. But it, it it honest it honestly didn't hit me until everybody made those shitty statements, mm-hmm. and I went, oh oh they don't fuck with us at all. Our life is truly disposable. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody died. Yeah, they want 
they want the culture, but as soon as it becomes negative, they want to distance themselves from as, as, everything that represents that. As far as possible and as quickly as possible. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. It's not this is this is this is not what we're building. Mm-hmm. This is not what we're building. So we make our statement and immediately are contacted by every outlet you can think of. And I'm like, now I'm really shook. It's like, now what are you supposed to do? I wa- again, I watch House of Cards. I know it ain't as simple as that. I know something's <laughs> going on. All right, bet. I still don't see the play. Cool. Hey, y'all. Y'all statement was really powerful. We're having a visual in collaboration with the family. Can y'all pull up and read your statement? Oh, bet, because we've been trying to get in touch with the family, so cool. Get there. It's a visual. Ain't no way it's starting on time, right? And it's black. It ain't ain't starting on time, right? That motherfucker was on time. They were in full stride. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving kind of fast, but hey, still, it's early. We fine. The sun's out. Candlelight visual? It's going to make sense at some point. Every news camera is there. Every new... Yeah. No lie. No lie. Every news camera was there. Folks is getting interviewed while people are speaking. I'm like, okay. Still not. Still nothing to panic about, though, yet. They love that shit. Still, they love that hey, shit. But it's still no reason to panic. Gee, this is, this is okay. We, we can navigate this. Now the speakers start going. White lady that represents the church in Piedmont. Just want to, hey, just want to, just want to show solidarity with y'all. Y'all, y'all, hey, whatever y'all need, we, fam, you say y'all one more time. Your church is right there. <laughs> Fuck you mean, y'all. This happened, this happened where you lived at too. But okay, cool. Still nothing to worry about. They find, they find the most, they find the most perfect when I say perfect, they found the most perfect pastor to play the role to deliver an awesome speech. I mean, I mean, awesome performance-wise. What time? What Mr. Clock? What time? The <laughs> clock say it. No, all right, you know what? <laughs> that wasn't it. That was Am I, that it. He's not lying, man. Okay. He's not lying. He's not lying. Music, all the shit. And at some point, Kariga looks at me and goes, "Have they said the? Have they said anything about the family yet?" I'm like, "I was just thinking the same thing." Deuce taps my shoulder and go, "Hey, bro, I've been here the whole time. They ain't said nothing about the family yet." Kev is behind Deuce and goes, "Family?" <laughs> like, I look at Janelle. He goes, "No, I don't think they said nothing about the family." So the whole our whole crew is going, "Wait a minute." And then we start looking. Two, two hours ago, and we had already been at this spot for an hour, so an hour in between the, the vigil and uh, the, the new, the, the Chronicle finally released Deshaun's name. So the family hadn't even been notified yet. So like, oh. Mm-hmm. But mind you, they packing this shit up. They, ready, they getting ready to leave. They shutting down. And we're going... Hey, where's the family? Like, oh, y'all here? Y'all want to speak? Like, no, 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 no. We want to talk to the family. No, 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 but y'all, do y'all want to speak? No. 
You, you don't know where the family at? You don't? You don't, Oh, no, we didn't. We, we, so nobody's talked to the family? And y'all having a vigil in the, in the name of who? And eventually, what we're watching is... This is about... Budget and monies. What? What did you? What? What it just got announced the week before? Um. So ballots went out. Ballots are due on June twenty. Mailing ballots are due, but the whole budget with uh, the defunding of the police. Those were all initiatives that were being passed as 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 bills in in the measures in the in the city. So it became a platform for political campaigns. And everybody showed up in in, in name of that. We can't have this attached to our property value. It's higher than this. Hey, look here. Hey, hey, it was an isolated incident. It's like, wait a what are y'all talking about? Yeah, eat that shit up. And I mean, everybody showed up to make sure they got their little piece of coin protected. Not a single soul mentioned the family, y'all. I've never, I've never been so disgusted in my life. And I was only disgusted at myself for being so disgusted and being surprised. And it's like... Because we sit up here and do the show, and part of me goes, we're doing a show. I do believe this, the shit that, that, that I say, but it can't be as bad as I'm making it up in my mind. And you go, no, it's worse. Yeah. It was, it was performative. I would, that was how I would describe it. Yep. It was in order to make us look like community, we need to do something in, in the name of this man's life as a prop. Yeah. And you go, oh, this is how sinister this is. So when you when when you're doing when you're doing it the way that we're doing it, and every everybody culturally, because of the current the currency we hold together is so high right now, everybody wants a piece. And now 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 we gotta because for the most part, as we've formed. The vetting process been, you know, Lex, you good. You came with Janelle, you straight. You came with G, I ain't got no questions. Nigga, now we got to vet people that look like us. Yeah. The the Judas and the Black Messiah shit, you're watching the movie, you're like, no way one person is, no way Bill O'Neill exists. And you go... And you go, oh no, no, no! It, 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 it's, it's more plausible than you can even think, especially with the way the movie unfolded. You like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It, was, it felt like a playbook. Like they knew exactly what you needed to have. We need to have this musician, this artist, this person here. They need to be visible on camera. Yeah. It was almost like it was scripted. Yeah. It was scripted for us to look crazy. Yeah. It is a playbook. It's the same playing book motherfuckers been writing for years. All they do is gotta update little things. But there was nothing human, and it. You're yeah, you're right. It's it's been for years, and there's nothing humanizing about it. The death was dehumanized. Us as a people are dehumanized in that, and we we all walked away like, damn, what did I just watch? I was dumbfounded, but also we had that conversation, and in having that conversation, time passed. And by the grace of God, we got to meet the family. No, literally. The cameras, everybody had packed up, and we're still sitting there huddled up trying to go, what, what just happened? And 
Somebody in the crew, shout out Rue, David Michael. He's like, I think one of the homies found the GoFundMe, but I'm not sure. Let me double check. He sent a text, sent it to the group thread. We're reading through the description. And Deuce goes, I went to school with the person who was who had organized the, the GoFundMe. And you're like, wait, what? And then he said that, and literally a minute and a half later, she appeared. And went, Deuce? He's like, we were just looking for you. Like, literally just looking for you. And she's like, bruh, this shit's sick. Ain't nobody call us. Ain't nobody do nothing. The whole family is here. And they were just pulling up. They got Deshaun's baby. I'm like, oh, my God. And it was... I just never seen nothing like it. Mm -mm. And so for the whole week, been trying to process and unpack... Unpack, like, getting confirmation. It's one thing to go... Bro, you see it, it's hella far removed. It's a whole nother thing to be in it for real. Like literally be the centerpiece, the disposable piece that's being leveraged for everybody's initiatives that don't have shit to do with black people at all. Seeing his son, his son looked just as confused as we were. It's like, wait, what's going on? Like, bro, where my dad at? Like, I know, I see what y'all got going on, but where's my dad? Yo. It's like... That's what blew my mind was, this happened on Juneteenth. Next day is Father's Day. Mm. This is going to be a part of his story for the rest of his life. This is who I lost. The man that created me is no longer here, and I'm going to have to live that. And uh, and all people had to ask was, was he in a gang? Fam. And then you go, okay, so we can move, we can move the goalposts for the value of our lives at no problem. And I'm not talking about everybody else doing it. I'm talking about us. It was black people going, yo, what y'all know about them? And what? What? What do I know about him? He was murdered. No, you need a little bit more. I was like, oh fuck. All right, here we go. To be, um, and it and it all it all ties in in the, in the strangest of ways, right? So we're in Denver, and I'm like, this is just really beautiful. Our our cousins opened a, another business, and I just the the bandwidth and the time, like I really didn't have it to go, but it was such a big deal. It was like, yo, let me let me figure out how to make this play work, just to show up and go, y'all. I'm proud of you. You guys inspire me. Bet. So make that happen only to then go to LA. And we go to LA. Got to play we got to play Kev's record for too short for crying out loud. Short short was the first short and Zach. Shout out Zach. Zach put the play together. We got to play it at, at the compound. That sound that's that sound system is nuts, by the way. Um but goes we play it. Well yeah, so when you're moving down here. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, nah, man, we building this in the Bay. And Short just had this look of disappointment. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we we go to the next studio. Uh, Jay Hint, shout out Jay Hint and Laren, that whole squad, play it for them. 
yeah, man. So y'all don't need to go back. Like, you just need to stay here. They're like, uh, Kev goes, but the kids and got, he's like, nigga, they got school districts out here. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 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 nah, fam, we got to go back. The very next day, we run in a uh, shout out. J- Jane's working. Jane has a room at uh, Raphael's spot at Blakesley. And he's, he's leaving. He's pulling in as we're getting ready to leave. So we stop and talk. And we just end up in that conversation. Like, when did you decide to leave? And he's just like, took a long time because things were still happening. But there was a, there was a ceiling on things in the bay. He's like, he's like, every single room here is full. It's like, I couldn't keep, he said, I couldn't keep people in the, in the studio in the bay. He's like, it was really disheartening. I was like, damn. He's like, so when y'all moving? He's like, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm at that space where I can't tell if it's if it's ego and going like, no, we're gonna make it work. We're making it work. We're making it work. Or if that's foolishness, and we're gonna hit our head on the ceiling. Literally, I'm having this discussion, the beginning of the week, only to get here. Have the shit happen at Juneteenth. And go and and have all of those conversations be validated and confirmed in some way. It was really sad. It was that shit. That shit really made me sad. It was like, what? What? Why? Why? I mean, granted, granted, the same politics exists there. I'm not acting like they don't, but it wasn't so much the politics of the liberal, the liberals and the whiteness. It was, it was us. And I'm just like, oh shit, and. And again, to act like those things don't go together and building infrastructure and talking about economics, like, like, hey man, that was a money play. So if if that's if that's how inexpensive our lives are, is for is for is for a ballot right there. At that time, go oh oh, bread just died. That's that's perfect. Loop roll that right into this to this rollout. He's like, oh damn, we're not. How the fuck are we going to infiltrate schools then? That's really the play. Like, I want to be tapped in with the youth for real. But if if that's the type of sinister shit y'all got going on, y'all for sure not about to let us in those schools no time soon. So it was, it was just one of those things that was just one on top of another. And you're just like, bro, I don't know what the fuck to do. Bro, they thought sports teams was creating all of the chaos. <laughs> Oh, that lets you know how far behind they are. Like, <laughs> they they have their own agendas, bro. And they it's just, it's still crazy what they were doing with the whole like homeless encampment shit. Yeah. Like they had the funding for that three years ago. And they've just shuffled that money around into other <laughs> things that they wanted to do. And that money, like is the the new person that comes into office is supposed to then have something else and then they shuffle the money into theirs, so they still haven't gotten to that. That is the slowest of projects that they're trying to complete right now. Supposedly trying to complete right now. All while getting people hyped up about the fact that there's so many homeless people that they have to look at every single day. Mm. So whatever play they're eventually trying to do on that, because they're just piggybacking different type of plays off of that. Whatever mm-hmm. else they got going on is, you know what I mean? But like this all shit, everything, all this shit is is uh, is chess, man. Like yeah. every last thing that that you come across is chess. So the Bay is no different than that. Yeah. Northern California, no different. Southern California, all of California. California might have the most chess moves that you could possibly have, mm-hmm. uh, given just the amount of wealth that's out here. Mm. 
a lot of different moves. So, like, you know, it's a... Yeah. I, I, um, to your first point where you talked about exposure, where you mentioned, you know, I, I guarantee you neither one of them may have left the, left the, the bay. Mm. When I first moved out here, I'm driving from, from Dallas to, to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, first conversation with anybody from Oakland, I pull up to a gas station, like, hey, man, what's going on in San Francisco tonight? Oh, no, I don't. I don't go over there. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is. It's I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm like, this is exactly what somebody in Jackson, Mississippi would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, and, and it just, you know, because we talk a lot about just exposure. Like, if you're not exposing anything, you don't know anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to your point about, you know, the political game. Jackson, Mississippi, bro. Mississippi might be up there with California. I've got homies uh, that are lobbyists uh, that could be doing it from anywhere, D.C., wherever. They won't leave Mississippi because Mississippi is one of those places where they don't put a cap on how much you could, you know, pay for a dinner, mm. right? It's, it's certain states, like I, I want to say California, it's 50 bucks or mm. something like that, mm-hmm. not Mississippi. Ain't okay. I can spend whatever I want to on a, on a political. So they... The, the play is, the, the, the playbook is everywhere. The yeah. playbook is everywhere. And it's a game with inside the game, yeah. right? Like, we got our own internal things that we working through. Then the city got its own internal things that it's working through. <laughs> then the state got its own. Yeah. I mean, crews got their own internal things that they working through. Like, we all are dealing with it, and there's just the politics of it all. Yeah. They know. They know. Like, it's they don't have to study, like, know the uh, minorities issues that they have like they don't have to know each and every one that they have what they need to know is as a collective what are the issues mm. and they do damn near they didn't survey mm-hmm. people like groups of people in order to find out this information in order to then monetize it you mm-hmm. know what I mean so like it's a mm-hmm. as a group how do you act how, do, how as a group of sheep how do you how do you react to things hey. you know Opposed to each individual, what as a collective, what is your what is your overall issues, and then we can we can maneuver from there. You know, we can corral y'all from there. If you whisper it, like your man's, it don't count though. <laughs> I, I, I did it. This nigga Joe Biden is losing his fucking mind, bro. This shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> That's how, that's how you've been moving though. My man, my man been moving as a whisper though. What's the uh, like, all the work that he's been doing? What's the a? What's the uh, the the people on YouTube that do the 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 whisper shit and eating on the camera? What's that called? ASMR or whatever. Yeah, something like that. AR. I ain't even hip. It's you haven't you've seen that shit? Don't do. Yeah, don't like, make me feel like a freak. Are you they like they me? like <laughs> crinkle things on the mic yeah. and then they like make all this different like. And then slurp it, eating fucking a muck, the mukbang. You ever seen those? Yeah, I've seen those. It's the same thing. Yeah. Foster getting off to that. Don't whisper to me, bro, for real. <laughs> no, don't whisper to me. I'm not listening to this. Bro, he's out, he is out here for him and Gavin. What the? What is going on? Gavin's about to catch that two-piece. Bruh. <laughs> Bread in downtown wasn't playing that, boy. Like, the, he tried to hit him with the, the regular handshake. He was about to catch his life, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Gavin thought black people fucked with him for real, boy. If he pat out that day, <laughs> that wasn't even a representative. It was just a cat off the street. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga don't know nothing about politics. He just thought that was a white man that had a lot of cameras around. About to take this nigga head off. I I mean, are we surprised? Are we surprising? And is 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 there any? Because I, I, I just, I, I don't want, I don't want to feel like we could be bought that that cheap. But there, when at at what point does it become all right, bro? You you ain't never, y'all ain't never satisfied. I just all of all of Gavin's plays just feel nasty to me. I gotta be honest. Yeah, and I might, I might, I'm cool with being alone on. It. I'm I'm genuinely asking a room like. Help me if I'm missing something, y'all. Yeah. I think you and I having that conversation on on Monday really made it clear that whatever standards or principles I choose to live by, the opposition may not live by them, but I'm going to continue to move and operate in that flow because... That's what's most important here. Yeah. Like, really, can you look at yourself in the mirror every single day? Um, and just to move with that level of focus and discipline and to connect with people that are moving and operating in that same light mm-hmm. is all that matters now. Because the opposition is going to continue to do. And we can continue to play the game and... That game is tied to so many things that y'all bring up on this show around ego and toxic, toxic behavior and things that and trauma that people have not resolved. That's what that game is meant to feed off of. Can we start to play the game different? And I think what I love about the Bay, because and, and more importantly, Oakland. And, and the folks that we connect with in the city and all around the Bay is that we've always moved to a different rhythm that the rest of the world ends up taking heed to and following. And we need to tap back into that. So, you know, while it may feel difficult to, to move in a space where it feels like the rest of the world, there are still folks like us that are doing things and are willing to connect and willing to debrief and willing to work through whatever issues we have in order to make sure that Oakland remains a thought leader in terms of that integrity and that standard. But it's hella hard work, and you got to do the work. You got to do the work. So... Got to do the work. Uh... G, you had a you had an interesting encounter, I think, uh, or, or maybe that's not from real experience, or maybe it is. But the having having your likeness leveraged, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's this crazy. Is, that's, great, I'm glad we got extra people in the in the group today. So. You got OnlyFans? Oh, Hey, yeah, man, my everyday life, man, everyday life. They all got an OnlyFans. He just read novels on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, shirt, no shirt on. No shirt on. Drinking a cappuccino. <laughs> hey, y'all know L go on at seven tonight. <laughs> Very important, man. Spoken word. Spoken word. 
Um, but have y'all come across your name being used without your presence involved? Mm. Step further, has someone created narratives in order to seem closer to you and or closer to those they are speaking to? I'll let y'all mow that one over. <laughs> yes, yes. My, my story's sick as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was, like, a month and a half ago. Somebody that I knew from high school reached out to a female that went to the church that I grew up in. He, t- he then goes to say, oh, we're best friends. When his brother died, I was there. Mm-hmm. I consoled him and his mom. Damn. I helped set up the funeral. Damn. So Damn, she's like, this nigga don't know that, like, my family and your family is close. And all I had to do was call your mom to get your number. So she called me just to see how he was as a guy because she's thinking, oh, they're super close. And I'm like, nah, none of that happened. I don't. I was like, yeah, we went to high school together, and we was cool. But honestly, he was a grade higher than me, and I was more cool with his sister because me and her were always in the same grade. But as far as him, we didn't kick it like that, and he for sure wasn't there when my brother passed, mm. and he was not there, and he had nothing to do with the funeral. Mm. And she was like, so why did the nigga lie? I said, I don't know, but hey. What you decide to do with that info? I said, I'm not here to speak on another man, but as far as the shit that has to do with my brother and all that shit, that shit's out of pocket. Mm. That's how the conversation ended. So when you said that, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a... It just came up to me because it's just like... Just trying to go over the whole concept of someone... Like, just the thought process that someone has to be in to create an entire narrative off the back of someone else in order to be closer to someone else that they're speaking to, you know? And then, like, how many times has this come across? Like, how many times has this happened? You know, like, is this, like, a play for up in a body count? Is this, like, a play for having, like creating a, a story that separates you from the story, so therefore you seem like you're getting closer to somebody, but really the only connection that y'all have is this embodiment. You know, like, I'm trying to figure out just, like, what the the mentality is because it was, it was just a weird thing to come across because I guess cause my mind doesn't work that way. But it playing out and, you know, and then, like, fuck, okay. How, mu- how much do you... I'm asking this is a silly question, but I gotta ask it. So, y'all, the room, pardon me. How much do each of you, if you do at all, how much, how much value do you think a relationship with you is worth? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Did I ask that right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, I, like, so. To, to the point to where someone would stoop to those lengths to make up a story like that. Do you think do you think a relationship with you holds enough value for someone to absolutely just make up that story? No. Well, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> Don't you dare say no. 
<laughs> you don't nah. think so either? No, nah, I'm finding I'm finding just the amount of depths that people can go to in order to be associated. Mm. So I I didn't really pay attention to it before because I wasn't so tapped into me as an individual and my accolades and things that I could come like things things about myself, you know. So I wouldn't think about that. But in like this deep dive of self and outer body experiences and stuff like that and separating yourself from self, you start to now map out and like now you catch that as opposed to like having to think back and be like, oh, this person, you're not really going to deep dive and think about what somebody did or whatever. But if you, if it's happening in the moment, you're like, somebody's telling a story and they're putting themselves in, they're putting themselves in the protagonist's role in front of you. And it's like, that's fucking wild. Cause you know damn well that is not how that transpired. None of that shit is true. I'm here. <laughs> I am present. <laughs> so that you, wasn't your part you, of the story. You like you like fam. If I wasn't here, you could probably get that off, but I'm here today. My nigga, I am here, bro. So do you, like, do you call them in, in that situation or do you have that that Leon and Saint conversation separate of in in so that Yo, we really knew what happened, but I'm not just gonna call you in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I think if I think my thing is is that if I had, I start to learn also how much respect I actually have for people, mm. and like how much respect I don't have for other people. You know what I mean? So like, that can happen for this particular individual, but that can happen, and my respect has diminished mm-hmm. over time. So like. Now, if it was a transpire, it's just like, ah, that's funny. Because, you know, like, we know that that's not... Like, I know. I don't know if you know at this point, because you probably said this so many different times that it's, it's probably it's true to truth. You know? It's a true thing. You know what I mean? But to me, that's not truth. But also, I can't be around people that do shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that you start to learn about. It's just about as far as circles go. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, tough. that's definitely a person that's going to be, like, you know, not exactly you got to... You, arms left away like you were, you're actually not even, you're damn near not even in the vicinity due to, for one, that's pathological. Mm-hmm. You And then for two, you might need to be separated from me in order to start getting your own stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like your own narrative. Mm-hmm. You have to start creating your own narrative. You know what I mean? Like it can't be off the back of myself because for one, later on in life, when shit is up, you can't be having stragglers. You know what I mean? Can't have folks just here just to how for the benefit. How how are each each of you accepting that reality? I fought it for so long. Um, I had mentors say it, people that I respect, people that I look up to that that have achieved some of the things that I'm hoping to achieve, say that and go, there's part of you that goes, it's gonna be different for me. And it ain't. Mm-hmm. You really got you really gotta dead a lot of shit and a lot of things and a lot of folks. Um, for you to to ascend the way that you want to, um, how how wh- what stage are each of you at with that uh, mm-hmm. with that like sort of acceptance of of that particular reality? Yeah, I think I'm I'm working through it still. Yeah, um, I think if anybody that comes is comes to me with need for help or support, you know, I'm always down, but I'm realizing that 
that can be to my detriment. Mm. And so I'm starting to really become focused on keeping the, the inner circle tight. Like, um, but it's hard because I think it kind of stems back to what Elle was saying in terms of just the survivor's guilt of wanting to help others, but recognizing that in doing so, you're giving up a piece of yourself. And so that comes with putting value on what it is I'm creating mm -hmm. and in service of the people that are also looking to create that. So it's a process really getting, getting you know, aligned with that, that, that methodology of like, this is how I'm gonna move now. Like it's not about, it's not having everybody a part of it, but the people that are key to that, I'm gonna keep them around. I think to, to so go, to go back to the first question, what do y'all ask? Uh, <laughs> I'm paying attention. I, I knew the question came from this. <laughs> it, was on, it was on his couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> on his couch asked. Like, um, do do you think? Uh, was it? Do you think people see, or what do you think people see the value? Do you? Do no, I? No, do you? Do I? Do you know that? Do you? Do you deem your value high enough, essentially, for people to start doing shit like that? Basically, essentially is what I was trying to ask. All right, I didn't answer that question. All right, I'm not gonna. I don't want to say I conceded, but yes. And I think everybody in this room, to some extent, there are people. Right. Even if you don't want to like recognize it, you do see yourself. All right, you know, I've, you know, there, I've got people that that look at me and say, I, I need to know that person. And and I mean, I think there is a value. Or I've established myself as a person of good character, someone people can count on, yeah. like the way I move, yeah. the expertise I've built. Yeah. yeah, I feel like people want to say, man, yeah, I know I know Hub. Or like they pull up to an event, that's my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there are people out there. And the, the, the more you go up, the more people are going are gonna to come out and say, yeah, I know, I know, I know, right? Even if they don't know you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I do think, and, and maybe, you know, my audience isn't as big as it's going to get, but if there's one person out there, then there's one person out there. Um, yeah, I think that, I, yeah. Oh, and, and then to the point to where having to separate yourself or say, hey, I got to, you know, move away from it. I, I struggle with it too, because he'll, he'll tell you, like, we'll pull up to an event and if it's black owned, I'm buying it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm supporting. My homeboy called me in the middle of the night and be like, hey, man, I need you to X, Y, Z. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll pull up. Um, but, you know, I, I do have to, I'm getting to the point now to where I'm becoming more focused on what I need for myself. And so that, that doesn't involve everyone else and starting to shift that time back to me. And then when you start to put a value on your time, that kind of helps. It, weed, it weeds <laughs> a lot of folks out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, it costs this. Yeah. My, my over my overhead just yeah. to just to open just to turn these fucking lights on is what it costs. You, you fucking with me? Yeah. Oh, Playboy, you know. <laughs> with, the, with the set yesterday. <laughs> the sets yesterday. Yeah. Bro asked me, oh, can we get a set? I'm like, yeah, I got them in the trunk. Yeah. How much? 
gave him the number. He's like, Oof. Uh, yeah, I got it today. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, he's like, y'all deliver, you ship. I'm like, I know I'm not getting nothing from you right now. Well, it's a perfect example, bro. When we were getting ready to do the rollout for the Dominoes, uh, we're sitting at the. Um, it, what holiday would that would it, that have been around? That was Thanksgiving. Mm, that was like Easter. Yeah, it was. It was right like before that. Easter. Something it was like, like March. Yeah, something like that, right? So we okay. sitting down. G, we had teen teen uh, folks, and. Uh, I brought them out. They're like, oh, these... Are oh, you right? But right. he's fired. He's, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to get some. We about to drop them. Oh, bet, bet, bet. Uh, team mom goes, tell them how much they about to cost. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're going to be 200 200 <laughs> You You young niggas, that's what's wrong with you young niggas. Y'all don't need to understand. That's why you ain't going to sell none. I said, all right, bet. I seen the commercial. I nigga hit you with the cat call uh, reaction. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> Fuck you, then, bitch. I didn't want to talk to you no way. <laughs> Got it. Uh, they see the commercial. Like, God damn, this is fire. And then the next week after we had sold them, was like, yeah, we sold out. You did what? Yeah. Yeah. Don't. And, and again, to the not, not taking the highs and the lows, because they was just praising them. We playing. Kicking their ass too, by the way. Just want to point that out. Was whooping their ass. They did not like that. Don't be the don't be the boyfriend and pull up on, on the uncles and kick their ass at Domino's. The shit does not <laughs> go well. Yeah. Because um, what is what is their position now? Exactly. You know. <laughs> so they having a time in their life. I can't whoop you. I can't whoop you in these Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy all these sets. Y'all ain't gonna <laughs> nobody gonna be playing Domino's. <laughs> but how many? How many? Kids, like black kids, got ideas and shit. And they're like, yo, I want to do this. And they got to make decisions based on money because somebody's projecting fear. Mm. Telling them what you can't do. Yeah. There's all kind of resources to get shit done. Yeah. And that's part of coming together, being like, all right, bro, I got this. I got, you got that. Bet we're going to do it. We're not, we're not going to not do it. The one thing I want, I'll go just for my immediate family, my niece. I look at her, and before she could, like, talk, she still can't talk. She can sing, though. She'll just, she'll just start singing. Like, oh, that doesn't mean she won't do music, but let's say, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. I refuse to have a 17-year-old River making financial decisions because she's terrified and has trauma around her conversations with money with her parents. At, see, you're 17. You don't know shit. Filling out college applications is hard enough, let alone making financial decisions on your own. And then you go, you make a, you go make a hasty decision and then go don't go find out that there are all kind of grants and loans to support what you want to do. That was me. My man said, hey, come up. Just come kick it for a month. Come work out with me and shit, all the shit. I go up there, nigga, had a blast. Hey, money, you could probably walk on. Nigga, that sounds like money. I ain't doing it. <laughs> Fam, you can go find. I could have went and found that bread. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. Fear. So ideas, opportunities, experiences. Uh, DC trip in seventh grade. So many kids was like, I, the only reason I got to go, because it, it skips every year. It's an eighth grade trip. So many of the eighth graders' families was like, nah, we ain't do it. I know my mama didn't have, she was like, hey, you going to D.C. We going to pick my mama was mm-hmm. trapping. It's like, no, you're going to experience this. Yeah. 
Shit changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> and Thomas Jefferson, I was mad at him. If I wanted to break everything in there, this nigga got slaves. <laughs> Little mulatto babies on the wall. I said, oh, this nigga's a freak. <laughs> he had a trap, do- a trap door from his bedroom to the slave quarters. You fucking freak, you. I should break this shit. <laughs> I, remember having, I remember having that thought, like, "Oh, bro, you can't ruin the uh, the Monticello Museum. You be the one. You it would be you too." Is that the one that has the lead away to like where the uh, kitchens at? Like, yeah, kitchens underground or some shit. Yep. yep. His his estate is crazy. Um, if you watch How and the Hog, they visit there. Fucking uh, they visit Monticello because he was hella into like French everything, and so he one of one of the younger slaves boys that was more than likely one of his kids, um, he would take to take with him on his trips to France and like made him study French culinary arts and infuse that with what he was already perfecting on the plantation already. Mm-hmm. So French fries or mac and cheese and shit like that. Like it was just an infusion of everything he was learning from the French cuisine and brought back to having the scraps. And it's like, you fucking geniuses, you. Black people are amazing, man. Yeah. Are absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. I guess real quick to go back to you asking that question. The reason I say no is because I still no to what to can would some the question that keeps changing. Yeah, the question that keeps changing. It changed. No, no, no. You're, you, you said it one way. Yeah, I said it another way. way. <laughs> you about to figure it out now. Like. <laughs> I guess somebody using my name or your value, like, the yeah, value, but yeah, the value yeah. of me, and I think I'm still not realizing my full value yet because I'm so much in the thick of shit yeah. that I'm not paying attention to everything else around me. Your stock, your stock rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're full, you're full speed ahead, but hasn't, pay, but hasn't like didn't see yet that you know folks are like. Around you, they want to see, like, okay, like, what are you doing? Okay, like, and they have, like, these inputs and, like, try to figure out, like, these little things. And then they might say something to you as if they've been doing this for a thousand years now. And, like, you'd be like, no. So we're back <laughs> We're back to survival versus living, though. Is that a survival tactic to go, nigga, I'm in it, so I'm not doing this value shit with y'all? I think... Is that a question? Huh? Shit. I think learning to do it as you fly. Right, like this, like creating value. Y'all said two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That validated for me that I could elevate my pro my product. Yeah. I needed I needed someone to help validate that for me, and that's why I'm so thankful to Grand National and the collaboration. Is like, oh, this is validating all the things that I think in my head that I'm not willing to pull the trigger on, and people are starting to see it. So yeah, I. I recognize that people see the value in what we're doing and what I'm doing and what we're all doing together. But I'm starting to really learn how to live into it. So it's two different words we've been using, right? Somebody who looks at that set and thinks it's too high, what they're going to say? It costs too much. Yeah. Right? But for us, what's the value? Mm-hmm. Right? You go to an auction, they don't ever say this picture... Cost, right? They say the value starts at, right? Because it's so Uh, much more mm. goes into the value, right? So is that is that is that just a so the learning the learning and the the Mm. language and how like we've been having those discussions so much because it's like yo what do you identify as money relationships too huh huh 
Huh. Say more, G, please. Uh, like, people's relationships with money would say a lot about, like, what they're willing to spend on something. Yeah. So, like, if they're, if they're in the mindset that, you know, they have to hold on to money and they have to hoard it and you can't put it into a bank because, you know, they're going to do whatever with it. So they got it in their mattress or they got it in a, a, a shoebox somewhere or off tucked off into a drawer. Then they're hoarding money. They're not allowing it to work for them. Mm-hmm. With the idea of money, you have to put it out in order for more to come in, mm-hmm. you know, because it changes your relationship <laughs> with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a, it's, it's a, the value oh, of things, yeah, is very fucking important. But that's just a mental tweak, you know. The same thing is like giving away your not giving away your money, but having your money have a meaning on what you give it to it. That's important to you to pass it along because more is coming back. But if you're just hoarding it and keeping it tight to the chest, yeah, you got that. But guess what? You ain't got nothing. That's all. That's what you got. Like I know what you have. Yeah. Like if you got a hundred thousand at your crib, but it's just at your crib. Guess what? You only got a hundred thousand. That's what you have. That's your value. And then whatever you can put back in, whatever you can bring in from there, but it ain't working. It ain't doing nothing for you. And then guess what? If there was a fire at your crib, you no longer have a hundred thousand. You are back to zero. Zero. Yeah. If you had a if you had a, a extreme case of rats <laughs> and they bit through a few dollars, you know what I mean? Guess what? Your value is now going down. You know what I mean? Like, it's pieces of paper like that. That's the value on it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just, it's a lot of it has to do with the relationship with it. And shout out to y'all for not discounting the set mm. or dropping the price. Uh, I was t- I, I talking to my cousin. Um, she does art. And um, she said, art is one of those things where over time it always goes up. She said, an important part about selling your art and people who buy your art why would I buy your art and ask for a discount? You're going to get more valuable over time, right? But mm-hmm. if you're at X 10 years from now and I say, hey, can I get it at 10%? Right now I'm devaluing what I'm buying from you. And so when I go to value it at a later date, because you reset the price on it for asking for a discount, mm-hmm. now what you invested in is worth less than what it could have been if you had paid what it was worth, what, it, what the value of it was at that time. You know, we had this conversation a lot of time because when Buddy mentioned that about, ooh, the set too high, yeah. you know, we talked about it. I was like, if they, if he going to get it, he going to get it. But yeah, don't drop your value and uh-huh. reset yourself. Yeah. Uh, I can tell y'all who ain't dropping their value. Rick Ross is a genius. <laughs> 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 Nigga thighs at Wingstop? Rose. I, I cried. I shed a tear. Thighs at Wingstop, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Thighstop.com? Come on. A lemon pepper thigh? Okay. You ready for the thigh? You ready for the thigh to come out? Come on, man. Come on, man. The mango habanero thigh, fam. All right, y'all. No, that's true. Yo, yo, man. All right. Monty's new name is Thigh High the Prince. I seen the rollout and I was just like, oh, fam is genius for real. And then I read the book too. Reading the book, reading Ross's book is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Just just be just because it 
it fits. It, it's right on brand with everything that he's morphed into. And as he keeps adding, you'd like, oh, none of this surprised me because I read the book. You are who exactly who I thought you are. I read the book to get confirmation. And then you keep delivering. And I'm like, okay, I, you got it. You are exactly who we thought you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, his him his uh, sit down with Guap Dad I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, but just the I don't know just especially with music and creativity uh, we talked about Tyler already. Um, her her new her new record amazing. Um, just watching creatives fully get in a bag and dictate where this money is gonna go, where how it's going to be dispersed, how it's going to be branded, how it's going to be discussed, the language. I love that you was like, yo, we're using two different words right now. Cost and value is two different things. Mm -hmm. And that education is really, really important. When you see, when you see Ross, he's a franchisee in Wingstop and he's running it. How many, is he at 70 now? Yeah. It's crazy. It's probably it's probably less than three hundred of those places. So the fact that he's got seventy of them is pretty nuts, yeah. huh? I don't know. Just looking at it from a business standpoint, scaling, uh, branding. We've been had we just because and it's and it's really because we had these conversations all the time and how to do it, how to speak to the consumer, how to connect, uh, knowing the demo. Uh, it's it's fu- it's funny, but it's like nigga, you got me. I'm I'm definitely going. Uh, what time we done with this? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to time it right. You got to time it so you're not waiting. You got to oh, order. Right. You got to order right. it so you can do it on your way home. Hit your groceries and then your last stop is your your, your thighs. I be trying to time shit around my grocery shopping all the time. Facts. What? I got all the time. Like I want to spend a certain amount of time at the grocery store, so I gotta have the food already ready for me when I go by. Um, that's I, crazy. I might, I might have, I might have, I might have switched up. I don't need you judging me right now. I need your support. <laughs> I, have, I have not set, set foot in a Trader Joe's in two months. What? Big Sprouts boys over here. Ah, Big Sprouts boys. Man made a transition. I did. It's just closer. Okay. <laughs> it's just a, it's a beautiful walk. <laughs> good, smoke, good smoke on your way there, and then, but that's the only thing too, because I used to do it. On the way, because Target and Safeway are next to each other in Alameda. So by the time I got high on the way there, my high was in a perfect place to like stay focused and get. But I'm smoking all the way to Sprouts. So by the time I get in there, I'm like, nigga, I need everything. <laughs> Completely forgetting I got to walk back with that shit. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, Just take one of their carts. You know what? I didn't think about that. I can bring it back. You can bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> For real, bro, you know I'll be back. You know what, money, you're right. You will be back. Can we acknowledge that everybody here goes to the grocery store and then go get food to eat? That's what I was thinking After about, they leave bro. the grocery store. Uh, yeah, this, this, this wasn't for today. I'm going to be tired. Wait a minute. You want me to shop? Anger? Oh, wow, yeah, relax, wild, bro. Relax. Yeah. That shit took everything. I out mean, of you. shout out to the folks that could. Do that. <laughs> like, that ain't no mine. No, I ain't got the bandwidth for that. Oh man, best believe I'm not. Anything I'm cooking, I am not eating that shit out like at any point throughout the time. That once that shit's over with, that shit's probably about to cool down and go in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I know the game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit tomorrow. That shit took too long. <laughs> Um, 
I'm I'm getting better with the concept of time. Uh, and so it's making it's making all the Olympic these Olympic trials and everything like really really fascinating. Fam, how fast is a fucking ten second hundred meter that? Like how fa- how fast is that? It's pretty fucking fast because yeah. what Bolt is nine seven. Yeah, Bolt is fucking fast. So it just looks it looks so dynamic. But forget for throw throw the actual time out of it. Yeah. Seeing it, Shaka- is it Shakari? Shakari Richardson. Richardson? Yeah. yeah. Whole she's like a bullet, bro. Yeah, the cold part is, is that she don't get off the block fast. No, it's this ketchup that she got. Yeah, on like her, it's like her snatch. It's, yeah. Like when she gets to her top speed, it's like no way. Yo, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like you watch the progression of that ten seconds. It's it's all at a trajectory where she's just blasting by everybody. But it starts low, like you said. It, start, it's, it starts real. It, it's it's off. You know what I mean. But if she ever got that part down then who knows what the hell that fucking number is because she also takes time to, like, let everybody else know that I'm beating your ass. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, fuck, I fuck with the mentality, man. Like the- Big steez. Big steez. Just the drip. Everything. It just... I don't know, man. It, it, it feels dope to... Representation in spaces. I know more Shikaris than I do than I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just tight. It's like, oh, damn, I could... The, especially with... Athletic women. The narrative has been you got to look a certain. Uh, the MJ's rollout with his uh, his new announcement of the, the WNBA players that are team team Jordan now. Mm. That shoot was fly as fuck, and the women in there were they were dressed to the nine and like it's like it you don't it just doesn't have to be one or the, like you could be whatever you want. Show nah, up as you are. Nah, WNBA players are some of the better dressed people on by the, by far. Like the by far their drip is a little different. They their uh, Bleacher Report does the you know does the tunnel walk, and the NBA is as tight. Like you see some crazy outfits, but it's it's only a handful of the, the NBA players that dress well. The WNBA players all dress fucking phenomenally. It's, it's so what I, and that's without a stylist because you know, <laughs> them, them contracts ain't really stylish. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really got the stylish budget in those contracts yet. Did know? we did we have some of the men's times too? Yeah, we had. Uh, Trayvon Bromel is for something else too. Like his shit is a nine point eight four, and it wasn't. It wasn't even like. Ooh. I don't think that's the fastest he's ever clocked. Um, like in like his practice and mm. stuff like that. So like, there's more to be on that. So he's pretty tough too. I think he's probably like twenty two or something. Nine so eight. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um, and then Justin Gatlin, man, still out Justin here. Justin Gatlin's yeah. not still running. Still no. out here, bro. Thirty nine. No, right. My man got the that nine nine three, bro. Nine nine. Nine nine, man. He in the Olympics again. Wow. wow. You know, this is after all the this is after the doping stuff and trying to keep up with uh with uh. Boats and all kind of stuff. He he, he didn't have a career, but he said he just got out there uh, so that his 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 kid can know you know can see his his, his father in the um, in the Olympics. That was pretty fucking dope. That's beautiful. Out there at thirty nine, because I was like, man, I I ran, I ran against my huh. He's thirty nine. Thirty nine. Wow. wow, he really is the Vince Carter of track and field. Yeesh. Bro, he was moving, so I'm like, bro, because I, I when I saw that, I was like, bro, I'm thirty four and like. 
When I raced my little, when I raced Dave. That was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. I raced, I raced Dave, and I was like, bro, I got you, bro. Like, didn't do no stretching. <laughs> no, no stretching. Niggas have been drinking all day. Bro, fresh off, man, was lined up, man. Going uphill, by the way. <laughs> It's got to slant up to a cul-de-sac. So we just out here just, like, <laughs> just booking it. So I'm moving. I'm out of here. That's, you know, I feel a whole pop in the right leg. So, oh, shit. So I, I slow down a little bit. Wait. Left leg halfway pop. I'm like, oh, shit. But wait, he's such a sicko, he didn't stop. He was he refused to lose the race. I'm like, hey, sir, I, I seen you pull up. You can stop. Nope, I ain't, I ain't quitting. Dave, Dave fully was like, yeah, bro, you got it. Like, <laughs> Dave saw how fast L got off. It was like, oh, he's serious. <laughs> but it was a whole day of challenging each other. Oh like, dice games, pool yeah, table. Yeah, challenge, challenge, game. challenge game is different. Go-karts, and then it finally got to racing, and then everybody everybody else went, all right, now y'all wild. Yo. These two were like, nah, we racing. So no, that's, that's, that's after the whole pool scene of everybody getting pushed to the pool. And like, they just got custom J's on that they, they, only one, it's only one. One on one, one on one. That shit went in the pool, bro. So it's just like, hey, oh, yeah. Wow. So, so we got up out of there to do that race. But hey, the way that I, the way the way I pulled up on Tyler is like, hey, man. So you got some, you got anything in your crib that that's like a rapper or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I did that shit hella close to the mic and hear me. He was like, I might have some tape in here. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really like pull, I don't oh, really like pull hamstrings at my crib. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, the way I—I I don't know if y'all seen it, but the way uh, Shad Moss was up there, Harlem shaking that nigga looked like he tore a hamstring yesterday for surely. Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy versus might be the highlight of the year, y'all. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Bow Wow getting out of shape at his size is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That little nigga should always be in shape. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's, your, oh. that's the one thing you got going for you, my man. Why is, please tell me these are not the two funniest things on the planet, bro. Did, did y'all see... Bow Wow and Ray J going to Breakfast Club was already hilarious. Yes, that was... Them going them going on IG Live together was... was I cried laughing so hard. Yeah, you got to shout out to Ray J's growth, though, because last yeah. time there was the whole fabulous thing, so... Yeah. That, that's a lot of growth from Fabulous, for the Fabulous story. <laughs> he picked up a marble red habit along the way. Along the way. <laughs> Charlamagne was like, wait, what are you doing? What do you got cigarettes for? <laughs> Who just started smoking? But in fairness, Ray hey, J has been in the TV. industry for hella long. So I've, if anyone smokes cigarettes, it's him and Macaulay Culkin for sure. Like, they just been doing it for way too long. Yeah, Red's made for TV, though. Did, y- did y'all have... Did you have predictions going into it? Man. Of them? Yeah. Don't do Soldier like that. Don't do I think Soldier like was going to win just based off of personality. No, music. But music? music. Yeah, he got hits, man. Yeah. He Would really do. I had Soldier. Because okay. I, I, I figured he was going to use Soldier shit he produced, too. Okay, but I'm so used to being around people that had Bow Wow winning. Nah, Bow, Bow Wow held some songs like he got around two in them. You didn't get to the uh, to the pole in the basement. Okay, it'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Bow might go up against, he might go up against Rick Ross next, bro. Like, that's they, they both held out. You know, that for is a round. many Bow Wow record to pull. You, so you have so you was one of the ones that had Bow Wow winning too, bro. Soldier played the same song four times. Don't do Soldier like that. Don't do Draco like that. Draco, bro. Like don't do Big Draco she, like she that. She make a clap hat. He played every remix he got. 
<laughs> he was saving it just for those days. What? Nah, I, I fuck. I fuck with big, big Draco, man. I don't know. I don't know what they did as far as like viewership wise, but it I'm didn't. pretty sure it was gone. Yeah, it didn't. And, and nobody cared, bro. They just wanted to see the spectacle. The music part really didn't matter. That's what's up. Not even, not even a little bit. Uh, that's so they're, they're doing those as like full performances now. Yeah, like now, now, like now that they got people like that can attend. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I I got it. I don't have it lasting very much longer unless I can land a big a big name. But starting your two performances with Swiss and Timbaland and then Soldier and Bow Wow is a cry for help. If you ask me. Um, yeah, I don't know how much longer this goes. At least they saw it at the time they did. Trina Trina and Eve are happening soon. Is that what's is that? No, what's that might happen already. Oh shit! See? Yeah. I didn't care. Uh, how how'd that one go? That was good, even though they weren't in the same building. Yeah, because she was in London. Yeah. Oh, Eve does live in London now, huh? Yeah. So mm. She was Eve out of here. <laughs> Eve ain't coming back. That one happened. Yeah. yeah. That happened like Father's Day, Father's Day weekend. Oh yeah, I definitely oh, missed yeah. that. Eve hit her lick and get a get the. I what, on it. Any who won? Do we know? Uh, I'll put it like this: Everybody thought Eve was gonna wash Trina. Hell no! What? A lot of people thought that. Yeah, people How? thought that. And, and then... Trina came through. Wait, because people didn't realize how many features Trina has. For sure, yeah. people didn't realize how many hits Trina has. Off top, off top, I'm picking Trina in, in that one. Eve, 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 may, uh, maybe three rounds. Her hits, her mega hits. That's all I got for you. Yeah. I'm not. I can't even do 20 songs for Eve. That's crazy. Yeah, I see the downfall for uh, for verses being that. Artists haven't done the best with, like, keeping themselves, like, physically together. <laughs> ew, ew. Stop being <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. It won't be body shaming. So, I'm, so, I, so I just don't see, like, the OGs coming back in and being like, I'm going to be performing in front of this crowd after not doing anything for, like, the last <laughs> 15, 20 years. Like I could do that shit back when it was on camera when we sit down in front of a, a Zoom call. But but now you tell me to go up on stage and y'all get to not, see me after this song. That's not how artists work. How artists work? Like Trick Daddy, get a, get on <laughs> get on get online and say anything. Beyonce can't sing. No way. What Trick Daddy? Beyonce is Jay Z. Uh, Jay Z can't rap. He only he only the man because Biggie died. Nigga, what are you? What's, what? What's uh? What's Trick Daddy got coming out, man? I, his, his restaurant. His restaurant. <laughs> that wasn't the way. A new secret. <laughs> he don't a do new, that. Shit. A new secret menu. You don't do that shit with the beehive, though. Yeah, they. He ain't scared. He tried to walk it back. Did he? Yeah. What he said? Oh, the, like, the beehive got to the, them reviews. Yeah, they they <laughs> oh, got to him. They got, they got to, to his Yelp reviews. That, that, hey. that nigga had a negative one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he had a negative star. <laughs> he had a negative star. Bro. They went in there and. Gave him the wildest reviews. That is funny. That is hilarious. My food had mold in it. And then hit him with the... And, and that shit got hella bees in the back. <laughs> bro, they was in there wilding, bro. I got stunned by a bee when I was in there. Bro, trick, they was in there and, wilding. And trick, trick really is a legend, though. That's what's crazy. It's like, bro, you could... you. Could, that's fine. You could totally have that conversation by yourself. like, But don't say it publicly. The beehive don't play. Trick, trick is a Florida nigga, man. Like you know, they they do what they want, man. They they're never leaving that area. 
Trick is Miami to the to the fullest, so he's not leaving that area. So it doesn't matter like what goes on outside of that area to him. Uh, uh, being from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. You from you? I, this is this is a great conversation to have because in my mind, in my every everywhere else, I, we were talking about it the other day, like hoods in general. I, you couldn't tell me it was a place more hood than East Oakland. Every summer at his house, would be like, bro, this is, like, even, like, I'm coming from Richmond going, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this over here? <laughs> it's up there. It's so up I'm going. Until you hit the country. I'm going, nigga, we went to Cleveland? I said, oh, my God. Mm. Then you hit Detroit, you're like, yo, this is crazy. That's how I felt about St. Louis, bro. I felt like St. Louis, I was in St. Louis like, hey, when is our game and when we when we, when we get the fuck out of here? Like... So that's, St. Louis look ghosts. Like, besides that, whatever the hell they show up the at. Arc, the St. Louis art? Yeah, besides that thing, nigga, that shit looks like the zombie apocalypse. Shout out to the St. Louis, though. That wasn't like a shot at y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a shot. It's just as you mature, you travel hood to hood. We went to uh, our family union for grandma shit in uh, Arkansas. Mm. Fayetteville and uh, a Magnolia and Little Rock. And you're like, bruh. Never seen no shit like this. This is see see. I didn't know Seattle had a hood. Yeah, yeah. Seattle niggas is Seattle for sure shit. got a hood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where Earl and them is from. That's why I connected with Earl like that. Hey, we said that motherfucker wild <laughs> around all them white folks. I I so I don't even know what the question was no more. But tri- like Miami, not even just Miami is an interesting place. Because as you think of South Beach, you think of all that shit, and it's like, nah, bro, that's it's this Liberty City, this Dade County, this ain't this ain't. Mm-mm. But it's also the port, the port for all those other like, you know, spots that ain't that developed. You know, like they came over here in order to get some, you know, get some of like the American Dream or whatever. But they're all posted up right there on that port. Yeah, and anything goes. The swamps and they literally lawless land. Like the idea that. North Richmond is unincorporated. It's like, nah, imagine all of your shit being unincorporated. They, this, this, the sheriff's govern this over here, but ain't, ain't no law. Nigga, what? <laughs> Real. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to I'm be honest with you. I feel safer here than back at the crib. I bet. Um, so, so like, like yeah. if, I, if I take a if I'm at the crib, I may take a picture. I won't post it till I leave. She leave. Like, has hey. to be like, oh, you at the crib? I like, man, that was last week. <laughs> like, growing up, my mom used to be like, let me know when y'all make it there safe. Now I be calling my mom, be like, mom, why you in them streets? Like, damn. Like, she's, I mean, even though she's moved to the outskirts, it's yeah. still, like, she still has to put up with a lot. What's the, exp- explain the, if you could, explain the politics and the dynamics of, of a place like Mississippi. Like, what, because in my mind... It's the hood shit you worried about, but you also are worried about a level of racial politics that we are, we're not privy to, so to speak. Yeah, so you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, I I, I like being in the South because if, if they don't like it, you'll know they don't like it. I say that all the time. That's and, and it's true. Like, I mean, it's, you know, you know where you can go, you know where you can't go. Mm-hmm. Um, even a lot of cities in the South, like, you see Atlanta popping. Venture 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. You might as well be in, in, in a small town in Backwood, Mississippi. Uh, 
So that the the contrast between where you can go and where you can't go, like it, they haven't, those haven't overlapped out there uh, to the point to where if they don't still have segregated schools in small parts of Mississippi, uh, they may have just gotten rid of them. Where uh, uh, what was it? Um, Morgan Freeman paid if so. So the, the the black students and the white students used to have separate proms up in 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 it was in two thousands. He paid. He said, "If y'all have it together, I'll pay for the prom. Wow. We ain't having that. We don't want your money." Mm. Uh, Voice of God said that. He said, "I'm a yeah. I'm a." And they still integrate said, <laughs> prom. And they still said no. They, they still don't want your money. So I'll fuck with it. <laughs> Keep that same yeah. energy. <laughs> Political side, like I was saying earlier, like there's no amount of money. There's no cap on the amount of money. Uh, lobbyists can lobby the politicians. So that's that's corrupt. Um, man, it's it's almost like they've given the city over to to black people. Mm. Right, Jackson is I want to say third as far as how dense it is with the black population. I heard I heard that. Uh, I think Detroit, and then it's one more New Orleans, and then Jackson may be third wow. or something like that. Wow. And it's evident. Um, yeah. Infrastructure wise, you could pull up a map and be like, yeah, they fucked y'all. Like just looking at how the water flows yeah, left you. from the reservoir that sits above Jackson around that motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, man, and I and I I pulled it up one day and I'm just like, Yo, that's crazy. They they have it in their bylaws where they can lift the levees on the reservoir and flood the city if they need to. To keep Whoa. The, the the property value in the in the, the high valued homes that sit around the reservoir from flooding. Take this motherfucker out though, real quick. You yeah, it's like just hey hey hey, it's it, you know rainy season. It's it's rising. Go ahead and lift it. We'll flood Jackson. Keep us safe. Listen, we might we might give you a heads up. Or, yeah, more likely we won't. Um, infrastructure wise, I mean you got the you got the. The uh, Army Corps of Engineers in, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, one of the top corps of engineers in the nation. They still have not figured out how to uh, fix the infrastructure so Jackson doesn't flood every year. Um, they they took the airport from the city of Jackson. They made it a... <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. They they made it... Southwest left originally. They, they going back. They'll be back. I think they're back now. But they left. Uh, political figures got together and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's make this a, a district or a regional airport. Um, let's let's all kind of work together for this airport." The city of Jackson gave it up. Now revenue doesn't go to Jackson; it goes to the cities around Jackson. It's man, it's that game is Ooh, it's, talking it's about. cutthroat game out there. Um, and they they give them a black uh, mayor. Every election, and it's and it's always hard for them to do anything. So that hopelessness. Um, univers universally is like it it exists in some capacity and try to. I, mean, I don't know. I've been thinking about that so much lately, and then um, as it, especially this week with it, it's like yo man. I remember when I just wanted to do music. And now you're making a statement. 
Hmm. And then you asked a really great question. You're like, yo, what are some of the ways y'all deal with stress? I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, changing the story, telling myself, like, all kind of things. What What do you, if anybody can answer, like, what are some of the ways y'all deal? Are, are, do you even identify, are you able to identify that you're stressed? I thought, I thought it was really the thing where it got me stuck is, like, because I still struggle to identify when I am stressed until something happens. I'm like, oh, I was stressed the fuck out. Um, are you guys able to identify it? And then what are the ways, if you are able to identify it, what are some of the ways you deal? You, you... Yeah, no, stress is very prevalent to me. So, like, I know when, when stress is building up on me, like, I automatically have, like, a like a shortness of breath and really? chest, chest compacts and shit like that. So, like... I know exactly when stress is coming down my turnpike. So mm -hmm. for me, it's more so uh, for sure is always air. Uh, something where you can you can feel like you breathe. You got to get to the to the uh, breathing patterns, making sure you have that correct. Because it really it just comes down to whenever you feel stress, you start to shorten your breath. Huh. So you have to figure out a way to open up those those uh, the, the the capacity for how much air you giving yourself uh, so that you can work your way through that part. Uh, another thing for me is, like, getting to the bottom of, like, like trying to see something that's that's familiar, you know, going through familiarity. Uh, and also, a lot of times, like, reading or doing something new, too, yeah. like that. Yeah. That allows me to get outside of the space because whatever, because it allows me to see, like, what it, what it is that was stressing me. Like, if I can see what is stressing me, then I can know what to, like, how to get out of that stressful situation. But first things first, you have to be able to recognize. So I've gotten way better at recognizing what's a stressful situation so that it doesn't creep up on me because that was, like, the worst shit is if, if it was a creep up. Like, that's the shit where you be at the hospital and, like, they ain't got no answers for you. They just, like, my nigga breathe. And it's like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? And they could <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's just like, they give me an IV or give me some random. I don't know what the fuck you need to give me, bro. Like, I don't give know. Give me something. Give me something, my nigga. Like, let me, shit. I don't know. Any, any, any ways you, you, you two? Um, yeah, you able I, to identify it. Yeah. You are. Kind of the same situation. Like, I had my first uh, anxiety attack mm -hmm. maybe five years ago. And I didn't, I didn't realize it because I've, I've always felt like I was good at managing, like my levels and always staying cool. But my work schedule was off. Mm -hmm. Man, I was, at the time I was going through a divorce. Just had got back from like closing that out, yeah. and just everything was like, yeah, you need to sit down for a second, buddy. And I was getting off on sixth in the city, and I felt that shot go down the side of my head. And in, and in your mind, you're like, all right, is this a heart attack and this is what and you make it you start to make it bigger than what it is mm. pull it off to the side of the road and first thing I did which I probably shouldn't have did I was like and this is my fear like I don't have like honestly I don't have a fear of dying but it's dying by myself mm -hmm. or without somebody knowing yeah, so I called my mom and I was like yeah I'm just like this is what's happening you know what I'm saying now the conversation's like I'm gone but I just want to let her know so she started panicking, so I started panicking. The dude rolling past on the bike, he panicking. He looked in the window. He's like, yo, you need some help? I was like, yeah, bro, I don't even know what's going on. Like, 
called, took me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. They can't tell you what's wrong. Trying all kinds of positions. Yeah. I, I done laid on the ground with my feet up, like, yeah. like in the middle of the waiting room. Like, my name, like, I don't, I, I don't, but whatever position I'm in is uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll try to get some wind. Yeah. Right. So I go through the same thing now, just trying to breathe. Yeah. Uh, Certain, trying to identify certain things that trigger it. Yeah. Like uh, driving starts to trigger it mm. for some reason. Like I could just be having a good day and I'm on a driving and I could feel it creeping up. Oh, wow. it's, a, it's a feeling like, here we go again. Mm. And you just try to figure out how to breathe and, and kind of get yourself back on track. And I've gotten better at it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a weird feeling. It's like the, it, it, I feel like it's a, to some extent, maybe a chemical thing as well, because that first one, that first big one, felt like it opened the door up and changed my balance. Mm-hmm. Really? I'll, like, I'll get these smaller ones. Yeah. Um, even when I'm like... It's an awareness factor. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Experiencing that before you get that, now you have triggers that can get you directly into that as opposed to like whatever amount of years it might have took to build up to that point. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, just small little... Yeah, like, like, oh, when you have an earthquake, now you have, like, the aftershocks. Yeah, yeah. Just like that, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, every now and then I have them lonely cries where I just let it out. Yeah. I just got to release it. Yeah. Like, it, it's them ugly cries. You're just like, damn, I just got to let it flow. Yeah. Um, so that's one way of, like, dealing with the stress. Um, but the other is getting outside, taking a walk, mm-hmm. and just taking in everything that's happening around me for perspective. Um, and just carrying the camera, that's been a big stress reliever for me lately, is just being able to take shots of the life that's happening so that I can appreciate it. That's big. I think for me, the hardest part is noticing that I'm stressed. Mm. And I don't know if that comes from, like you guys said, just surviving and not living. Mm-hmm. And for so many years, a lot of people have always been the one to, like, depend on me for shit. And I always be like, ah, I got it, I got it. So then, it like, my stress, my level of how much stress I could take is really high. But the problem is I don't notice even when it's starting to build up. And then when it gets almost to the point I break, if I break, it's all the way bad. So then that's when when it's getting to the point where I'm like, holy fuck, I'm fucked up. Like, and for me, when I'm really stressed out, I get bad headaches, I get sick, I'll start throwing up and some old shit. So as soon as I see that, that's when I, I tell everybody, hey, I got to take a break from everything and just sit back and breathe, recalculate for a couple of days. So I'm trying to figure out ways I can notice before I get all the way up there and I have to be like John Taffer on Bar Rescue and just shut everything down. <laughs> yeah. And I can just get to a point where it's like, like you said, I notice, sit back, breathe for five, or five ten minutes instead of like having to take a full day off of everything exactly. and just chilling with Sid and, and just, you know, like replacing my life. What? The I, we, the I Am Athlete dialogue was, I thought was so important because they were having a very, very a eerily similar conversation. And, you know, Brent B. Marsh, he actually ended up in a facility um, during his stint. I, I'm so, so inspired by his courage and to talk about it. I'll talk to you about your courage and like, 
how many of us experience exact like literally have anxiety attacks and just go on with their day. And you're like, wait a minute, like not only not only is that a normal part of the process of living, so much so that you shouldn't have to get to these high, ridiculous, <coughs> build up these ridiculous thresholds and then just crumble. Like, in moderate, to your point, in the, 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 the aftershock effects, like, yo, just deal with each of them as they come so they're not as massive, but there's never been space like this before. Not in, And you've never had the language and the wherewithal and the tools and, I, like, I say it and I hope you, nigga, I hope you understand how important your fight is. So now I don't feel fucking crazy for, for crying, nigga. nigga. And, and tra- like the traffic shit I relate to. Nigga, I've had some of the most epic cries in traffic. Part, mainly yep. because I'm alone, but it's also, <laughs> I hate traffic. Nigga, I hate it. Like, I hate, I don't like it. Like, I can ride in it and like be driven and shit, but driving in is like, bro, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I, it ain't no place in the world I want to get too bad enough to sit in traffic, bro. Like, that's how much I hate it. Like, for real. And I and partly it's be it's the it's so back to the whole survivor's guilt shit. I, I, the times when I do get, do get stuck in traffic, I think about the people who do that shit every day, going and coming, and be like, I'm not I'm not built to work, in to to work a part of this shit. Like I'm just not. Yeah, man. I would lose my mind, nigga. I wake up when I want to. I walk to this motherfucker just so I can bypass traffic jams, like. And so much of my stress, I do. I uh, uh, push hit me the other day. He was like, "Bro, hey, you okay? You need anything?" I'm like, "Man, I'm fine. What the fuck, are you talking about?" He's like, "Bro, he's, I just want you to slow down because you're doing a lot." He's like, "Man, you got payroll." I said, "Oh my god!" I didn't even. It didn't even dawn on me. Like, that shit didn't even hit me, bro. So then he was like, "Bro, you pay people." So much of my like, as again, I would do this shit for free. I mean, I am still doing it for free. <laughs> so, let me stop. I am still doing it. I would do all all of this, no matter if there was if it was money or not. In the in the name of building a system, uh, building an, an economy, money money discussion, the relationship, my relationship with money has had to change. Uh, the information that I'm seeking, uh, just how I view it, if I had to tell myself a completely different story um, and completely reimagine that space, but so much of my stress and my original triggers, bruh, like, like, hey, money, ask for help. When you're like, yo, I think I want to do the pod. You know, I just, literally, this is some new shit from therapy. I couldn't allow you to do it, bruh, because of how much trauma I carry from asking for shit when I was a kid. But love my parents to death. They didn't they didn't know no but it and and I and now I'm old enough to peep their relationships with their parents. The only reason their responses were the way that they were is because that's how they res- responded to when asking for help. You know I ain't got it. It's like, how the fuck I'm supposed to know I'm eleven. I don't know what's going on. All, all my other partners is getting this shit though. Like it's just a simple question. And then they go why you don't ever ask for help? Why you didn't ask me for help? 
because I, I didn't want to have this awkward ass conversation and have this response when it's it's not that big a deal. I don't need it that bad. Whatever, whatever it was, I don't need it bad enough to sit with you tripping the fuck out mm-hmm. and displacing your stress because you stressed out because. And then now working with agencies, nigga, you, hey, some of the top agencies in the world, my nigga, have been three months late on invoices. How are you three? And just, and just, hey, man, my bad. We're going to get to you. Oh, so if, if Facebook is going, hey, fam, my bad. I know a TNMA got it for surely. Net 90 terms. Hey, and they mean <laughs> They mean it. When they say net 90, nigga, they mean all 90 of them. But this is so fucked up. These were net 30. And they still coming in. You're in breach, fam. You're in absolute breach. Work with us. All right, now, now y'all sound like the homies outside. So it's it's good. But I just want you to, I just want everybody to know this hamster wheel shit of money ain't worth it to be flashing on your kids. I have to rearrange a few things. Most common things that come in is for sure electricity, gas, all the like the, yeah. the utility companies. Man. Them shits is covered. No matter what, no matter they're shutting what. your shit off. Hey, hey, ain't no, ain't no grace. That and then whatever, uh, whatever uh, property tax you have. Man. Like those are the most consistent things that you go have. So I was like, uh, let me see, let me work some things around. You know, we got to What's name about to go go soon? So. The the breathing, though. Shout out to Alicia. And she just recently left her job and started her company. So did B. Simmons. B. Simmons is full-time music now. Salute to him. Um, I'm just watching the homies make these transitions. But it's all in the space of, of wellness first. Mm-hmm. How much we can accomplish if we're well first. Mm. Mm. Fuck your talent. You hustling, nigga, are you healthy? Mm-hmm. Have you slept? Yeah. Are you eating? Are you hydrated? Yeah. Oh, let's let's start there. Yeah. I and I, it's 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 been a really hard conversation to have with artists too, because they're like, yo, what's the secret? Wellness. Yeah. This shit is not in the name of fame at all, because if you're not well, it's not going to work. For sure. It's not it's not sustainable. You can have your moment. You could be lit for sure. Yeah. I see niggas put together some moments and be lit and what get a get a hundred thousand followers over a summer. Get a get a million get a million listens on Spotify in a in a matter of months. Have at it. But if you are not well, guess what? It, none of it'll matter. It's, it's built on a faulty foundation. Come on, bro. And everybody be talking about, yo, we need to do this, we need to do that. No, no man, just take care of yourself right now. <laughs> yeah. Everything else will fall in place. Every- it is it's so true. Your ability to show up, how you show up, that's the ascending part. Nigga, any anybody that anybody that needs you to do to do the self work, get them a fuck away from around you ASAP. Cause they're impeding they're impeding your your tinker, the tinkering you need to do with self. And they're not respecting it and they're not adding no value. We all got hella work to do, bro. The last thing I need to do is come impede on Hey Lex, you got your you, you doing your two a days right now, bro? You need anything? Yeah, nigga, for you to get on your two a days. How about that? All right. <laughs> so you, what? Oh yeah, hey. <laughs> nigga. Morg was so juice. I got my watch. He said, nigga, I'm giving you till Monday. I'm on your ass, nigga. Challenge. Expect a challenge every day. <laughs> my own type of friends. I won't. Uh, uh, Floyd and uh, uh, Javante's corner last night. Hey fam, you're down on the scorecard. 
No, I'm not. Nigga, I'm watching the fight. You're down <laughs> on the scorecard. Oh, bet. I'm on it. Them the type of people you need around you. Make sure you in fighting shape, because this shit about to get crazy before it get, yeah. get cool. Yeah. What? This shit is about to be crazy no matter, like, <laughs> no matter what state of mind you are in, that shit's about to get crazy. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's a, it's important that you have the, the wherewithal to then withstand it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's... Some, some people can hit this thing with the, hit the ground running and that shit never affect them. And that's literally comes from, for one, knowing self. Yeah. And then for two, taking care of self. Once you know self, then you can take care of it. Yeah. You know, but, like, folks be trying to bypass that shit. Just jump right to nigga being on and having all these things come in and having people. Once people start depending on you, best believe your shit ain't slowing down no time soon. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the moment somebody depend on you, mm. whether you got a child, whether you got you know an employee, whether you got a manager, I don't know you what the fuck. Whole, I don't know who the hell you got. You got a whole staff nigga. over there. You got. You know what I'm saying? Like once you got fo- once you got folks that's depending on you, then you automatically. Have to be and go drive. Mm. You might want to take care of your shit before then, or while that's taking place. But you might want to carve out some time. You know what I mean? But I think I think people do that when they get into it. So, uh, um, I just want to say one more thing. My bad. Uh, another good thing. Another good thing I learned too is uh, water. Drink fucking water, man. Mm. Like you drink. The healing component. Shout out Mick. <laughs> Mick is a fucking legend for that, bro. Drink that motherfucking water, bro. Like, best believe if you if you going through one of those like attacks or whatever, or you feel like it's coming up or whatever, drink water. Allow your body to focus on something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most of your body is made up of that shit. Drink that shit. Allow yourself to run run out whatever toxins, whatever it is. But allow your body to work on something else, Absolutely. and that'll allow you to. Find that that air passage or whatever, and that should have calmed the fuck down. So that's just something that I've had to do trial and error to be like, nah, okay, right, yeah. you, I'm listening. Stay hydrated. I, um, that content rabbit hole of, and just in general, there's so many creators doing amazing things. We spoke about Revolt the other day. Um, All Black Network, shout out to them. Uh, they they reissued Love Is a Kill. Uh, Mara, salute to y'all. That that uh, I, some of the most beautiful storytelling, as far as like the black lens is concerned. Um, Kev on stage, um, eighty five South. Like it's, it's a lot of really dope creators. Uh, art comes first. Shout out to the homies. Hopefully get to collab with them very soon. Um, and Joe, I want to salute Joe for for weathering the storm, making a tr- transition to Patreon. Um, He's getting killed in the comments on YouTube. Um, I love I love that juxtaposition, though, where the uninformed are going, Joe's getting killed in the numbers and the ratings, and Brush just transitioned over to, like, only dealing with his patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the numbers reflect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the conversation everybody's having because it's an optics race. Cool. In the process, more Rory and Maul are doing insane numbers. They're doing, like... 200,000 within the first hour and a half of being uploaded. It's pretty impressive. Um, it's it's tastefully done, man. The aesthetic is just... They, they did a great job with all the 
shit around it. Yeah. Oh, the branding on the mics, like just the small details, what it takes to make a the production. Logo, the logo was amazing. The logo was amazing. And like, salute to Joe and whoever the team was to give them the sound bites that they needed to make the brand. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's that seems like a good business transaction that they did. Yeah. It, it, it came with turmoil, it came with tension, but uh, studying the E-Myth, the, the best companies, no matter if they had a, a quarter in the black or not, they seek out the tension in order to keep scaling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for them weathering that storm as, as friends. I know that their friendships were in jeopardy. I imagine it won't be the same, uh, but... Business, business not being impeded, and everybody being able to earn, grow, and go express themselves. More importantly, um, they have been outgrowing the show for a minute, um, and they're both way more tapped in than Joe even allows f- himself to be, and as he wants to move away from music, and that's a that's some shit he's gonna have to work through too, because Joe's one of the more exceptional contrib- contributors to music we've ever had, and not getting those flowers hurts. So hopefully he'll acknowledge that one day and it'll allow him to reintroduce himself to music. But Rory and Maul are knee-deep in, 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 in some of the most excellent music being released. Maul works with St. John, people. Maul works with Gazelda. Like, Emotional Oranges is fucking awesome. Yep. Masego is that killing That was a great it. fucking interview, by the way. <laughs> for, uh, for Emotional Oranges. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great job from, from Rory on yeah. that. Yeah. All their interviews, the conversations with Justice and oh, Earl. And... Earl, like, to get Earl to talk like yeah. that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Earl you... obviously don't be talking either. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Earl was facing the camera. I think was on his phone. He had his back to everybody. Is there a camera even rolling? I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Let me talk to you real quick for a second. I bet I'm back to my phone now. That thing is funny. Yeah, they they added a whole new a whole other component. Um, yeah, I think their their thing is gonna be a lot freer. Of course, I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot of mixtures of different things to allow that to, to transpire the way it needs to. So that it looks dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're new to it. They're new to it being all on them. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be. Not, I feel like there's some leeway or some leash on like you know what the content's gonna be. At some point, they're going to have to grow outside of, you know, club experiences. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, what they're saying isn't so much as important to me as, like, how they're, how they're coming across. Yeah. Like, how they're being perceived. What they, all the work that, all the money or all the, uh, the thought that goes into making everything, like you said, tasteful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the aesthetic being tasteful. I think that's, yeah. that's going to be their thing. You know, yeah. I think theirs is more of, like, a... yeah. Something cool to be around or be associated with. I totally, that's a, that's yeah, a good angle. I agree. And just the they're concise with the conversation, right? Like J- Joe is three hours out of your day to listen to an entire episode. An hour long conversation is good enough for mm-hmm. for the for that format that they have. So yeah, the fact that they're playing with it and making it something that feels original to who they are, to them, yeah. yeah, is is an important. I think in terms of a rollout and like this being your introduction to this is what this is what our platform is going to be creating. I know nah, I, I the first I sent them the first episode I was like this shit is trash and and I it, it was it was more so 
is more so still frustrated by, by the amount of backlash that Joe was getting. Uh, but I, even then, I didn't even understand his play. He's like, yeah, I'm not worried about none of this backlash, fam. I, I, took, I took the subscribers that wanted to go to Patreon, and trust me, this bag is, this bag is fine. Uh, you got me as a subscriber. Hey, <laughs> so. they both like they all did though. Like yeah. Rory and Maul did put their paywall for Vimeo. Mm-hmm. I gladly paid for that episode, and they did two million views that day at a dollar. Come on, man! Like two dollars. Two dollars. That's what it was. Two dollars. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just. I'm, I'm really, really, really happy uh, for creatives thinking on that scale, mm-hmm. um, and creatives that are black too and that represent the culture in a in a in a really dope way. Um you're Rory a black card finally? I'm not. I'm giving Rory a culture card because he is tapped in and he really gives a fuck about art. Uh <laughs> but he's a redhead though. But oh he's a gringo gringo still though. We need to see him cap a step on this on these new interviews. Okay, if he if he gets his Kappa step off, I think I think we can officially go and give him his pass then. I think, think that's think that's right, rightfully so, you know. Can you forget a Kappa step? Nigga, all that shit they go through they better not. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> Might get shot if they forget. Yeah, nah, I, I would hope not. All that shit they, they go through. Rick and Morty season five, what we doing? Ooh, Ozark you... season four, what we doing? What? Yeah. Come on, y'all. This is the five drop yours tonight. Nah, season five. First Rick, episode Rick, drop. Rick and Morty tonight. Oh, did? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um It was good too. It's always good. Yes. Like, Rick and Morty is like the most. They don't miss. They don't miss. They don't miss. Uh Ozark, how we how we feel? We nervous? Okay, when that yeah. drop? I ain't I'm nervous. Excited. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen a date yet. I haven't seen uh, a date yet. I, haven't seen a date. I just saw they Killer keep, Mike is making a yeah. cameo. They keep pushing it back. It was supposed to come out a while back. And then it's like, uh, we're going to postpone it. Yeah. Oh, man. That was probably the, the, the COVID thing. I saw, I saw like how the, um, you know, I still, I still watch The Walking Dead, of course. But, uh, Jesus, <laughs> yo. I know. It's, it's last season, though, so trust me. I'm almost out of that contract. <laughs> 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 But uh, I saw how, like, they did, like, the... Because they have, like, the extras to it for, like, behind the scenes and, like, during the COVID or whatever. And, like, having... Like, how they were able to work around doing the scenes yeah. of having less people on camera. So the story, you know, like, the there was more air in the, in the work that was done. So I'm wondering if they... If that was something that took place or if they just put it on hold for, like, Ozark uh, throughout 2020 or those are my, how they were doing it. Those are my criticisms of the... If, if I had any of Ozark, was when they had to do the bigger scenes that involved more people. Um, didn't really care for those. Like, the when they were, when they were trying to open the casino, you know, on the, and they're on, on, the, on, on the boat. It's like, it's like, ah. But whenever it's scaled down, and they get, oh, man, those scenes are just so, oh, they were, they're bodying it. It's, it's I mean, it's, that's nitpicking, but, but. I'm just ready for this battle of the people that got the land. Mm. Yeah. And. Whatever my man doing now with the cartel cat, man. Like, it's... Because they, they got the lawyer up out of here. Yo, his lawyer really thought she was getting it out. Yeah. <laughs> For real, though. Everybody got an ex- expiration date. Yeah. Like, that's it. You know what? I'm I, think, I think I'm going to watch season three again, just to be... It's important. That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. A lot, a lot took place. Um, but there's a lot of shows that's ending this this in the next year. This is us is gonna end. Yeah, Ozark man. is gonna end. This is it for Rick and Morty as well, too, right? I think they said Rick and Morty in the back. I 
think so. Like they they were talking. I'll you know they might change. I would change. love for them to leave, leave on a high note. Well, like yeah. that, well, it's hard to. I don't want them to get into the uh, into like the where um, uh, Family Guy and all that stuff would go to. Let me issue a challenge for the show then, since if this is the end of Rick and Morty, we go to Comic Con and do an episode from there this year. I've I've been wanting to go. This feels like a good reason to go. Like Rick and Morty is it served served me well. I haven't been a fan of a of a animation show like this since probably since Boondocks, I guess. Um I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. Uh a couple more things. OnlyFans, what should what should people out here doing, Lex? What what the fuck? <laughs> Stepping on the dope. They saying they want to get away from the porn. <laughs> they stepping on the dope. They <laughs> <laughs> oh, now they're trying to go. Now they're trying to PC it up. Huh? Mm-hmm. They talking about they trying to let go of some of that and get to try to find funding so they can make it more. Well, they they, they did find a, a really dope Patreon sort of s space for content creators where the soldiers and all them people figured out how to just do shit on there and specifically tap into you know their their demos. So it. it it makes sense, but the porn industry is for sure going, hey, fam, look here. like You're stepping on the dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's all it is. <laughs> and that, and, and you think poli- if you think political pressure is sick, the porn industry been the leading industry for how long? You start, you start fucking with their money, it could get spooky. Yeah, you don't want a whole bunch of niggas running up on you and beating you to death with dildos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Get beat down by a Dello, bro. Beat to death. Take, take me that day. A flogging. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't want to die by the dildo, but I need after I get beat up by the dildo, I need somebody to take me out for getting beat up Literally. by the dildo. Like that's why. Literally, kill I me mean, now. Fuck up. Kill open me up, now. Open up the casket. You just see a whole bunch of dick. <laughs> Damn. What happened to him? <laughs> do we? Do we nah, even want to put the makeup on me, fam? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare have to give you no know, dick prints in my face, bro. Hey, give me the bacon. A dick print in the face is crazy. Build <laughs> no, no dick print. Don't give me that oh, to the man. face, man. Um, with that, I don't know how y'all feel. This McAfee shit is kind of terrifying. <laughs> so we can we can attempt yeah. to talk about it. I read I read that all, bro. I'm gonna leave. I read that as the Mick Cafe. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, go <laughs> <laughs> I read that all wrong. I we can we can. I'm, I'm happy to have the combo, yeah, but I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, right, so I got introduced to John McAfee, like the person, right? I knew about the McAfee antivirus because. Uh, he he did what they call in the investment world, like he bought a shell company mm-hmm. and I invested in it mm-hmm. and it shot through the roof and I made some money. So I was like, oh, okay, let me figure out about this cat. This cat was on the edge. Oh, yeah. He was the definition of living. <laughs> like, <laughs> he lived his life to the fullest. Uh, so, yeah, I we talked about it. We talked about it before. Hey, for hey. the listeners, <laughs> so air, well, air quote. Big quotes. <laughs> and then we talked about it afterwards. I mean, he's, he's, the, the information, so if you look at his Twitter, he's. Oh, but that's what fucked me up, the Twitter, the, the, the sort of like 
letter he leaves, essentially. Yeah, so he's like telling the world how these foreign companies put agents into tech, the tech world, and how they may go through three or four generations of lineage just to get one person into a manager role where they have control. And and it was it was kind of like, yo, like, why isn't this a bigger story? Yeah. And then it's it's like, hey, if 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 they say it's suicide, believe it's not me. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> whoa. That's crazy. That they have they been doing that since like the Soviet Union, though, for like the oh, like the yeah. government, yeah. For, like oh, the yeah. government and shit like that. Yeah. So, what was the uh, what was the the, the the Russian spy couple? You put me on that show. What the was Americans, that? bro. The Americans, that sh- bro. Epic show. Yeah, I stopped yeah. watching it too. Damn. Yeah, I stopped watching. It. I, I, think, I think because I, you know, because The Walking Dead is so amazing. So. Oh shit! I got caught up on that. <laughs> Watch out for the zombie apocalypse. You probably gonna watch the uh, the Son of Canaan too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen yeah, a lot of disrespect. Do those, those, <laughs> disrespect. Yeah, those do not come in. <laughs> you probably you probably gonna watch the Son of Canaan. I I knew yeah. it. I knew it. Nah, I'm not doing any more commitments like that. Boy. <laughs> that is oh, my longest yeah. commitment to date. So. There, how many how many terabytes of information did he say he was sitting on? 31, 32. Something crazy. Something it's, crazy. Yeah. A lot of fucking information. He's like 30, 31, 32 terabytes of information about the CIA, about all about all of the agencies we swear by that are that are protecting us. We got 32 terabytes of information on all of them. If something happened to me. Hmm. They called his bluff. I want to see it. Well, do you guys think that maybe a lot of the people that it did get sent out to, they're like, well, I've seen what happened to him, so just going to push this to the side. Jeez. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if they think like that, though. I mean, hopefully send it to someone like Edward Snowden. Man, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think about folks in those positions, they've actually... Vetted the bright people. Yeah. No, they've also also created in their mind that they are like a, a representative of the United, like of the of this land. You mm. know, so like they they've drank the Kool Aid. You know what I mean? So I think once they get that information, it doesn't matter if you killed them. They literally want other people to know yeah. about. Like that's literally signing up for this for your lifetime. Like I'm, you have to have a certain level of separation from all yeah. this shit to. Yeah. Add them some of the things that are possible. Exactly. And when it shit hits your hits your hits some people's minds, they're like, "Oh no, I have to like yeah. the, the the entire you know the 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 sky is no longer blue." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's as if they've been sniffing roses the entire time and like really be eating up whatever the government says to them. Yeah. So yeah, I, def- I definitely see it being able to go further. You know. Yeah. So how do you deal with that type of stress? <laughs> when you what? realize it's all connected and your whole world is about to be blown up, you see it ain't nobody black on that on that <laughs> spectrum, bro. It's like we can't have that type of we can't have that level of stress, bro. Like we got enough going on. We can't also have like this. That's y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 black people are so far away from that shit. <laughs> hey, that's why black. Hey, it's only a few black people that can deal with politics like that. Like that's why we don't we don't do that shit. Obama ruined that for everybody. It's when you when you the whole black don't crack thing and the look and all the <laughs> shit. 
Once they put that side by side, my bro, if it's a look after them eight years, it's like, bro, ain't nobody fuck with politics. And also, the amount of fun that he showed once at the Immediately. Day, he immediately. He was hanging out with Richard Branson. He wasn't even out of all. Like, this man is on skis. Yeah. Like, he doing all kind of shit. Bro, like, he's he, having a, he, he's on the, uh, he's doing like the, uh, like the water skiing and shit like that. Like, he was having a great fucking time. Gee. The last few months of his term, he was hosting a black tie party every week. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, nigga, this our last. Few, it's, it's, it's the it's the equivalent. That's when I. That's when because the whole the, his whole term was kind of like I don't know if I fuck her, bro. But then at the end, like a pure nigga, he like, hey, bro, we ain't gonna be here this much longer. Run it up. We gonna run it up. Everybody, we everybody, run it up. everybody. <laughs> on the way out. On the way out. That's the how niggas out. do. Hey, nigga. Hey, look here. I got the rental for a few more days. That's you, it. You can drive it if you want to. <laughs> That's it, man. Party over here, man. That's hilarious, man. Tell, uh, tell security I sent you, man. <laughs> I think we think we got to most of it. Did y'all miss anything? Y'all got anything? Get it, get it off your chest. Uh, no. Nah. Oh, I'm gonna say it on the pod. Oh shit. Shots out to John L. Uh oh. Because. This nigga did my website, and all of a sudden now people hit me. So I'm guessing the price is going up. <laughs> you fucking right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Value. Yes, it is. <laughs> Value. Value. Nah, the website is all every everything Johnell does is fucking fire though. Yeah. Just with the with the greatest the greatest touch and like chef's kiss. Just like this is what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to feel like. Be immersive. And that's this is how you activate and and push your line. Like it's gotta always look like that. You you that's what you stand for. Whenever y'all hear Uplifters Power in the episode, that's what we're speaking to. Um, culturally being tapped in and understanding how to speak directly to us in a space that we've never been spoken to before. And that's in branding and marketing. We uh at the NFT um fifth the fifth story NFT at the Tribune Building. One of the cooler moments is standing there with Janelle. We're looking at Rough Draft's photo and being like, yo, this is what marketing the black folks should look and feel like. It was just a beautiful moment and being like, damn, why does this resonate so much? It's larger than life. It's black. It's hella black and it's in your face. Mm-hmm. And nothing pops more than the, the image of a black person in black and white just so bold and in your face. Um, it's like, this is the language. This is the look. This is the style. And... Immediately, he diagnosed all that shit just like a fucking computer, like some Goodwill hunting shit. It's like, ah, that's what it is. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it's so dope, though. It's amazing. I had, I had to, I called him. I called you up what Friday, and had to tell him the exact same thing. I was like, dude, I was like, this is my, this is what I see you doing. Like, just off some, like, I see the potential. Someone told me that it, it's it's one of the greatest compliments. When someone calls you up and says, man, I can see you doing this because yeah. they think that much of you. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, I think we all can speak from like benefiting from your, just your, your expertise. And, and it's so funny because it's mainly about how you show up, but it's also all the work you do and, and all the studying you do definitely, but it's just how you show up and, how attentive you are to other people's feats and visions, and you go, right, do this. And you yeah. do it, you're like, that was brilliant, you know? So thank you, bro, on air. And just, it's, it's dope to give the people context, too. Thank you for doing that, Lex. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate y'all. 
Y'all just made me realize my value right now. <laughs> Thank you. Nah, but Lex is, it was, it was your time, man. You've been helping all of us, me, this, this pod, working together as co-producers, co-executive producers, whatever that means. But <laughs> yeah, man, um, Lex does so much for all of us. And I think it was important for you to see your creation be brought to life and let people know that this is this is a business that's going to be here for a very very long time thank you yeah with that being said um yeah man people listen to this tomorrow uh we'll be hearing a lot or seeing a lot about the listening of it we're doing for kev's album tonight uh, do not be alarmed, y'all. This is this is just part of the tweaking and critiquing phase. So, the people invited tonight are just people we we respect their their you know their affinity for music, and we had such a great time playing it in L.A. and getting feedback, man. And we more importantly, we had a really fucking great time um, addressing all the notes that we were given. Uh, for example, uh, shout out Zach. We listened in Two Short Studio. He was like, "Yo, man." This would be tight. I just wish y'all mids were a little bit more present. And fuck if he wasn't right. We went back to the lab and started tweaking the mids. And then shout out to Fly. Uh, he gave me immediately. He was like, bro, what you producing on? Like, he diagnosed it before I even get the words. I used an Ableton, huh? Oh, but you use a machine? Oh, but this is what you need to do. I'm like, yo. So that whole narrative of people not giving up the game, that shit is false, bro. Them niggas uh, was gladly, like told me what to do, and then saw that I didn't write it down and was like, no, 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 let me show you so you know I'm not capping. No, buy this, run it through this from your computer, back through this, and then... Like, yeah, bro, that's how we mixed the Kanye album. Like, like I'm just not I'm not just telling you shit. Like, go apply it. So this is really Grand Nationals' uh, extension of the olive branch and going, nah, this is all immersive. We've been saying it over and over again. If you resonate... With the, with the collective at all, immerse yourself in it and identify as it. I hope you feel comfortable enough going, yo, no, I am Grand National too. That's the whole point, um, building a community um, and just trying to really uh, imagine an infrastructure and an industry here and to, to the likes of Atlanta and L.A. and how everybody can thrive and, and generate revenue there. There's enough of us here to do so. There's enough of us here with really great ideas, and now we even have a platform and access to go shop set ideas. So, uh, although last week was challenging, uh, through the tension and through through the hard conversations, I'm even more uh, more excited about building here than I than ever before. So. With that, we love y'all. Glad to be back. I miss my dogs. It was only a week off. That shit felt so long. Yo, I don't, I don't know. I, I won't speak for everybody. But I was like, I, ain't, I got lucky in seeing you. I ain't seen L in, in hella long. So it was, it, it, I really, I, I, on everything, I really did miss you guys. And um, glad that we got to do it in studio today. And shit, we missed the listeners too. And especially people getting pressed on the street is different. That's like niggas in your face, like my nigga, what's up with this? Why, why were no podcasts this week? 
Motherfuckers FaceTime me just saying, hey, hey nigga, I'm, I'm I'm trying to see when it dropped. And it ain't dropped. <laughs> so it was it? Is it a late drop? Yeah, like, like, what niggas doing? Dude? Like I'm scrolling my phone, my man. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know if they hiding it from me. Hey, what what's what's the name of it again? Like, did y'all change the name? <laughs> hey, nah, bro. Thank y'all, man. It, it, to to I, just that's it. Like I literally, bro, like walking outside and niggas being like Fam, the pie, y'all doing it. I'm like, the the conversations, my god dad is going to kill me because he said, hey, I don't want no recognition. Because he was he was literally responding to our fuck the credit. And at the beginning of the fuck the credit, I gave this nigga big kudos and was like, nah, bro, you the reason. This nigga double backed and called me. He was like, hey, don't call me back and don't say this shit on the show. <laughs> All right, god dad, I like you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for rocking, bro, because it, it means a lot. Like safe space for for black folks but but for men to know that they're supported and working through shit and everybody got ideas and and have had setbacks and shit to overcome bro we all in it together and and like building that community and i feel like this is a this was a very great launching pad for so many relationships that have morphed into something that that um that have that have some real true equity uh, attached to them so thank you all thank the listener our listenership uh, YouTube, continue to subscribe. It's getting crazy. Thank y'all so much, man. Love, love. Yes.